I'm Tony Dow. How are you? You guys are listening to Below, Below the Belt Show. And you know what that's like, getting hit below the belt. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effing House. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with your with the most here for your weekly pleasure each and every week for at least two more weeks, and then uh, yours truly, Celebrity Soto, has to take a little bit of uh, recharge the batteries, uh, you know, on BTB. You know, it's been uh, I haven't had a break, goddammit. <laughs> so, uh, this will be our penultimate summer episode uh as as i take a short hiatus for a few weeks oh wait Um, i thought this was your last episode next week will be the last episode yeah oh next week now you changed it yes yes so uh last episode ever (laughs) last episode we can only hope you can well we can call it the (laughs) summer season finale but should we introduce some of the voices that already made their presence known um Starting with, that's right, guys. He is the one and only, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. I mean, I think we have all male co-hosts tonight. We might get canceled. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, we are the bad boys of Baltimore. That, that's the yeah. moniker that we had back in the day, right? So uh, I guess it's Back kinda, in the good old days. Yeah, I guess it kind of... About 13 years ago, sure. Right. Yeah, back <laughs> right. when we had strippers and porn stars and playmates <laughs> and me on too the show. Ex- and me, me Too didn't exist back then. But uh, nonetheless, let's go ahead and introduce... He is the one and the only... He is Mr. Wrestling himself. He is also uh, the useless knowledge of wrestling trivia <laughs> in one useless. man. Nah. <laughs> or is it useful? Useless. <laughs> he's the one and only. Might be useless now. He's the voice of MCW, or is it the former MCW voice? I'm not sure. Was. He... <laughs> <laughs> he's the one and only Sean Cradle, aka Chunk Shady, back on BTV. Oh, thanks, guy. Keep burying me out. Just keep burying me. It's okay. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, well, I wanted to be accurate. I wasn't sure if you're a current MCW, the voice, or the, the former voice, you know? I wanted to be accurate. Former. Okay. No, former. I, I gave him 20 good years. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a long that's wow. a long tenure, man. It's a long time to talk. Uh, yeah, it sure <laughs> is, was. <laughs> and how'd you get involved in MCW? Uh, I don't know, 20 years ago on this show. Probably. There you go. That's right. 
Jesus Christ. It's See, insane. we give people jobs this, in this country. This is how we date ourselves now. <laughs> <laughs> you date yourself every night, right? Actually, thanks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Such go fun. ahead. He's so Let's funny. He's Let's very romantic. Someone else that's joining us, uh, the panel tonight, guys. He is the once and future king, the last Numenorian. He is one true knight. Martin Lopez back on BTV. Good to be here. I'm excited. Uh, if you, the, the series is about to drop on Amazon, and people are going to finally know what my name's about. <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> We're about to Lord see the, of the rings, the rings <laughs> of power, which we will talk about because that's a part of our Comic Con coverage, guys. But uh, was it the power of the babe? What babe? Babe of the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do? You do. Do what? <laughs> Remind me of the babe. That's my man right there. That's this. That's king of the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, we have an incredible show from top, top to, bottom. to bottom. That's right. We are presenting our first two stellar interviews from shoreleave.com, guys. Two amazing, I'll call them A-listers, right? Uh, just two of the bigger names that we interviewed at Shoreleave in Hunt Valley, Maryland, conducted by the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. We have the beautiful and gorgeous Amy Garcia. You might know her from Lucifer, the George Lopez mm-hmm. show, Dexter, and closing out tonight's show. She's very lovely. Very lovely. Oh, God, she is so lovely. My goodness gracious. Um, and uh, if that wasn't enough, guys, if you're a fan of the boys on Amazon Prime, one of mm-hmm. the soups, the fastest soup alive is A-Train. Chachi talks too. Jesse T. Usher, a train himself. Wow. Yeah, he was super was cool in person. Yeah. So I this was just so power packed that I felt that we didn't need any additional guests on the show. Um, we have so much to talk about, guys, here on B2B. And of course, next week, the rest of our um, shore leave interviews, but that's for next week. But guys, we have so much to talk about. But before we uh jump on in everything in the world of entertainment, is there any any shameless plugs going on, guys? Got any, anything to plug? Martin, I know you were overseas not too long ago, right? Yep. I still can't talk about it. You still can't talk about what you did overseas? Okay. No, sorry. <laughs> okay. Right. But, I, but I, I did just get like oh, – I'm gonna pretty, kill sure you? I, pretty sure I just got dropped from a movie. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure before I can talk about that, but I can give you some bummer news pretty soon about the project I used to be attached to. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a bar. It's a really good one too. I very much wanted to do that. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Well, when you're ready to, to mention yeah. it. Yeah, when I'm ready to tell you the awful news I have. <laughs> okay. But you're not ready to share it just yet. Right. Yeah. No, okay. Well, hopefully Sean? the project didn't involve Margot Robbie. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> good old Margot. Yeah. She's still around. She's doing great. Nice. Good. Good. Nice. Hey, baby, we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Margo, she's going to make a cameo. That would be cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, bring, I'll bring her on. If anybody's going to Moonrise, she'll be, she'll be bouncing around Moonrise with me dressed in some fishnets and whatever. Come out. Come see Margo. Nice. nice. I might have to go then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my. Well, very good. Um, uh, uh, that will be awesome. So, uh <laughs> 
Sean Cradle, I know you got some awesome stuff to talk about. I do? No <laughs> way. Well, no. you know what? No, what am I going to What am I going to talk about? My boss is make... working right now. I can't talk <laughs> I can talk about him. Well, didn't you make um your return to cinema on camera? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, coming from an uh, Academy Award nominated film, The Wrestler, uh Actually, you want to talk about it? Because I, I know you want to talk about it. Well, we can talk a little bit about it. Sure. Sean Credo uh, reprises his role. And? Well, not really reprises his role, but it plays a very similar role, role that he did in The Wrestler with Mickey And The Wrestler, yeah. It's almost the same. Who was a wrestling commentator. <laughs> comes on the yeah. uh, our, a great production with our friends from Smash Entertainment with Chad Morton, Line Beckwith, Lo Freeman, and crew. The Realtor. And Sean, you are uh, the the man behind the mic, uh, calling yes. some yes, great matches with some of the wrestling superstars that will be appearing in this film, which I'm not sure we could talk about just we, yet. I was going to say, are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, he, he asks after he's talked about it for five <laughs> minutes and dropped a bunch yeah. of names. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait for IMDb. Yeah, to I don't, post I don't that, want to get so. in trouble, so I'm not dropping anything. So names. yes, you you you. How was it? How did it feel to be back on camera and uh, behind the behind the microphone again to to to, to be a wrestling commentator? Uh, felt good. Felt like I was at home <laughs> and want to do more. So yeah, no, felt really good. Awesome. Awesome. I, I should ask, how did it feel for you? Oh, yes, that's right. I am your broadcast colleague. Yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> I didn't want to put myself over, Sean, you know? Oh, ESPN no. 8, the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> Definitely want to give you, give you some credit there. So, so Jonathan uh, Coachman and, and Jerry the King. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, one of you should have worn a crown. One of you should have worn a crown. It's been amazing. Wait, you really called him Jerry the King? Really? No, I was calling him Jonathan Coachman. Oh, I'm the I'm oh, coach. Oh. And, yeah. and Sean's. Oh, you're. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Coachman's a cool dude, though. I'll take it. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> well, I, well, guys, yeah, let's. uh. Chachi, do you have anything to promote or plug? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, let's do what we do best here on BTV. <laughs> let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. So here we go. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. That's right. Lots of stuff going on in the world of entertainment. And we got to we got to start with Comic-Con news, guys. Um, San Diego Comic-Con took place last Thursday to last Sunday. And my gosh, there is so much to talk about. Everything that we love in the genre was discussed at Comic-Con and Hall H. So let's start. Let's start with that. I usually start with box office and movies, but you know what? Let's just start. Let's just start with Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, um, and our favorite superhero franchise. Well, it's debatable if you're more of a DC fan, but nonetheless, Marvel MCU really brought the goods, guys, and Hall H um, with 
wow, just an announcement that takes us through two more phases. And, you know, I think we were talking not too long ago, Chach, that we thought phase four just started, but we're actually seeing the end of phase four well, coming up this year. Yeah, and it seems, what was phase four just all like those mediocre like series on Disney Plus? Is that right, was that right. phase four? Yeah. Black all the Widow. Movies. Yeah, Thor, where they lied to us about what the shows about. Like, here comes right. the show Hawkeye, which is really just the Kate Bishop story. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, yeah. So we got, you know, it was a fairly short um, phase four because there's only a few more projects within phase four. Before we go into phase five, so let's go over it. So on Disney Plus, um, starting in August 10th, I am Groot. So this is a f- series of five original shorts about Groot for Disney Plus. Um, and uh, it's going to have a lot of the original actors coming back to our prize roles, uh, doing voiceover work. Of course, Vin Diesel is going to come back to play uh, the voice baby Groot. Bradley Cooper will be voicing <laughs> Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon, of course. Um, and, uh, yes, uh, so, uh, these are very realistically animated shorts about everyone's favorite tree creature and, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty exciting. Um, I gotta ask the question, man, like how much work does Vin actually have to put in on these? I seriously, like, how many different paid. ways do you say <laughs> I am group? Right. Like, one fucking line. One in the, fucking line. <laughs> the whole and, and how much back yeah, is he but... making for that one line? We were talking about Vin Diesel, though. I'm sure it's still pretty hard for him. <laughs> Groot, like, Groot, I am. No, no, wait, that's not. That's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. I, oh, right, right. I Groot like, really, am. Really, no, damn. Yeah, but like, in what universe does he need to spend more than 48 hours in the box for this film? I am right. Groot. Right. I am Groot. I, I am Groot. Like covered. Dude, he, dude, he, it's almost 20 like 20 million the in the bank. I know, right? 20 million in the for bank. One fucking line. Wait, 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 wait. Try fifty a uh, fifty four point five million in there. What? That's what he made from the last Guardians movie. No, like that's over, what he's made. No total from for just saying yeah. I am Groot. For yeah. for wow. both, wow. I, so I guess both uh, Guardians of the Galaxy so far that we've seen. Wow. Yeah. That's well, crazy. and and he was in uh, uh, in uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. That's right. That's yeah. right. He was in uh, a couple Infinity. more I am Groots. <laughs> floated a few more over the plate. <laughs> yeah. Infinity War and Endgame, I believe that's what you're alluding to, yeah. Um, so after that, also on Disney Plus, this is what I'm really, really excited for. It's She Hulk Attorney at Law. Just a week later after I am Groot on Disney Plus, Tatiana Maslani, and this is a half hour legal comedy. Oh, that sounds great. A legal comedy in the form of a superhero. Um, man, she looks very sexy and green, Tatiana Maslany. Oh, Tatiana, Tatiana's pretty. Yeah, but is it you really know, attorney at law? I saw that shit and I thought it was a meme. At law. No, it's legit. Joke. It's legit. They're doing a comedy, <laughs> a half-hour comedy. Um, and this is uh, Marvel's first half-hour comedy um, <clears throat> that we're gonna be seeing. Um, She-Hulk, attorney but at I law. Tell you what, the 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 trailer looked really good. Uh, you know, Release I think client or She-Hulk smash. Yes. And uh, if yeah, you're you're mentioning the Hulk. Hulk is actually smart Hulk in this one. As you know, um, mm-hmm. yes, um, your favorite um, will be returning, Mark Ruffalo, as uh, the Incredible Hulk, the the uh, smart version of Bruce Banner. That is the but smart. That, that 
at least eventually happens in the comic book universe. Like, I knew that was coming. Yes. If, if there's a She-Hulk attorney arc, I missed that one. Doesn't mean it's not out there. It just means I didn't, I didn't read those particular comics. Right. <laughs> I'm looking forward. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we got a little bit of a break from Marvel until November. And, of course, that is the next movie in theaters. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, guys. And the trailer, yes. The trailer the trailer was fantastic, guys. Fantastic. We actually saw not only, uh, well, you know, it, it has a lot of emotion, let's just say, because it opens up with the funeral of T'Challa. So they wrote in that T'Challa has passed on, um, which, you know, sadly echoes uh what happened in real life with chadwick boson we lost him to cancer and um now we see that shuri played by letitia wright will be the leader of wakanda and will take on the duty of black panther so i think we saw a glimpse of of shuri in the black panther um costume i think we yeah, saw, you saw the suit but we didn't see who was in it we saw a butt shot, I think, and I, I think it's oh, you, you could tell her cheeks from just I, uh, well, I did a few, like a few frames. You had, it, you had it covered. <laughs> I think it's a female based on when the. I yeah. hope it's a dude. Surprisingly, now just so that we have <laughs> oh, you on so- camera being like, "Oh, I could, I saw that ass, and I liked what I saw." Yes, you well, did, El Soto. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, I did hear uh, that that Shuri would be. Um, yeah, would, would yeah, those are the rumors. Black Panther. Well, only and that. Well, did you already pleasure yourself to that image already? Well, I need a little bit more, Chachi. Oh, you need more, I okay? Hope, yeah, a little I more. A, I hope it's a guy. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but one particular actor that's going to be joining the cast is Mabel Cadena. He will be um, playing Namor. Um, which is really exciting. Um, Namor will Did, finally. Didn't he play on um, Viscera in wrestling? Oh <laughs> no, I don't okay. think that's so. not him. That's not a joke for Shady over there. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. You know what? Mabel Cadena is playing Namora. My bad. Sorry. Mexican actor Tena Huerta from Narcos, Mexico, um, will be playing um, Namor the Submariner. What's his name? Tenoch Huerta. Right. Yes. The Submariner. The Submariner. And this is a particular character that uh, is very popular in, in Marvel, you know, in Marvel Comics. And uh, he's actually going to be the film's main antagonist. So I thought he'd be an yeah. ally. We, we, you know, I know Namor as, an, uh, as a hero. As, so I'm curious how they're going to, you know, work that in, uh, uh, being the... Uh, well, it's probably going to be anti-hero because like from what i saw it looked like they were gearing up for like wakanda versus atlantis which would be pretty yes. badass to see on yes. but you know like you know if, if you if you believe your cause is just even if you're wrong you're not aware so maybe he thinks he's doing the right thing yep. when he breaks the hammer yeah absolutely yeah 172 million views in the first 24 hours becoming one of marvel cinematic universe's top trailer um, so that's pretty exciting, guys. Um, and had a really nice cover, if you didn't notice, um, of Bob Marley's uh, um, No Woman, No Cry. Um, this was performed by Nigerian singer Thames, which is uh, for, for the, the film soundtrack. So, um, Which is my favorite. You love the song No Woman, No Cry? Oh, the artist, yeah. I have it on my playlist. 
it's um, a nice song. No, not that song. It's his whole, like all of his albums. Yeah, no, he's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. But did you like the cover by Thames from the? Yeah, it was uh, good. It was good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my many Nigerian playlists I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, and of course, the last project for Phase Four is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So basically, this is gonna like bridge the gap between Volume Two and Volume Three, uh, in a holiday theme of sorts. So this will be on Disney Plus. All right, moving on to Phase Five. Wow, they really mapped it out, guys. Um, what if Season Two? Of course, the animated um, series now makes a lot more sense now because you have this whole multiverse. So basically, what you're seeing uh, in uh, What If is are you know multiverse scenarios because we saw captain carter spoiler alert in uh <laughs> in um, dr strange the multiverse Damn. of madness <laughs> yeah i was like surprised at how much they worked that into the new films yeah you know because like you just don't know how many people watched that what if cartoon series on disney plus exactly. so, like immediately like jump with no explanation to the films i was like wow all right yeah yeah. But Were you aware? Twelve of people. Twelve people were very happy when they saw that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's well, yeah. See, I've only watched one of the episodes. I know Mike the General Saad is very happy about that. So. All right, the movies will make so much more sense to you if you go watch the rest of that shit because like they used all of it. Yeah. Oh, so you watched every what if episode? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. They used all of it. Really. All okay. of it. Yeah. Wow. Because the series the series looks like a bunch of vignettes isolating it, but they're not. Like they build together by the end, so it's actually a continuous story. Yes, so it is actually part of the uh, the phase, guys. So check it out. All right, the first film of Phase Five is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania in February of 2023, guys. So that's gonna be awesome. Um, they have a new actress, Catherine Newton, who will play Cassie Lang, as uh, her character is older um, than the actress that previously played her. Um, and, uh, of course, Jonathan Majors will be playing Kang the Conqueror. And Kang, as you know, has a major, major role in the upcoming Avengers movie later in Phase 6. So we'll get to that. We'll get to Phase 6. Um, and uh, Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, early 2023. Wow, we're going to see Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Kobe Smulders, Martin Freeman, and Don Cheadle. Um, so um, in addition... Excited to say, Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen, will be joining the Marvel Universe, and she will be in this um, series, A Secret Invasion. So I'm excited. She's one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, I'm excited she's joining the Marvel Universe, man. She's been she's part of so many cool fandoms, you know. She's in Star Wars, she's in Marvel, and she's in Game of Thrones. All she needs is DC. Terminator. And she's in Terminator. Yeah. All she needs is DC, and I think Amelia just wins it all, you know. Well, who's she playing in Marvel? Um, well, you know what? I don't believe I know what character she's playing in the series. That's a good question, actually. I wonder if it's on IMDb. I'll have to check that out. I'm sure. Um, it's yeah, we'll have to look that up. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really, really exciting. They actually had a, a, a trailer that they actually showed only for the Hall H attendees. So we're not going to be able to see, I guess, anything until you know, I guess the producers are ready to show us something, you know, because, um, you know, sometimes they're not going to show 
they're not going to release the entire trailer to the entire world just yet. And, you know, that, that that's what makes it very special to attend these uh, panels because you get a sneak. For instance, at New York Comic Con, I was one of the first persons to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, so you never know. Right. Um, also, Echo. I can't believe this character is getting her own series. Alec Cox, who uh, you can't who, with every other shitty comic is getting their own series. And you're surprised <laughs> about this. I mean, that, she's that Marvel's very, milking she, the shit out of this. That she's every a single very, comic ever made is going to have her own. She is. A, OK, so she's she has a cool ability. She can perfectly copy her opponents in battle. But Alec Cox basically has never acted before. And she's deaf and she's also disabled oh, because that, she that's is. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why and that's why they're doing it and she's got her own series on disney <laughs> plus and i'm curious if she's going to be able to carry a, a series on her own um not mostly because she's new don't get me wrong you know you know marley matten you know there's, there's plenty of great actresses out there that are hearing impaired um but uh this is literally somebody that came pulled from her hometown and just put on set and and got her a big break you know and She's leading her own Marvel series. It's just wild, guys. Uh, so you I don't know. She's disabled too. She is. She yeah, is. So yeah, she's an amputee. Yeah, she's an amputee. Wow. Yeah, you actually see that in the. Like uh, what? What is amputated? Her leg. The leg. Her leg. I take it you didn't watch Hawkeye, Judge. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, she, yeah, she was. She was the bad guy in Hawkeye. She did. She did decent that. You thought she did decent? Yeah. Yeah, I. I she I, didn't look I, like green I, to you. Well, I look, but like the acting, especially from going from like nothing to that, like I thought yeah. she did a phenomenal job. Okay. Put it this way, like that versus like the newbies that Star Wars has thrown at us in their series, who like the acting is rough. Like she okay. crushed <laughs> that shit. Okay. All right. Now, can when she steals other people's abilities, is she able to like walk and stuff and like hear? Well, she's able to walk with with her prosthetics. She has prosthetics. Okay. She yeah. she can fight like the rest of them. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, it's almost like a weapon because it's like made of steel. Yeah, yeah. And she has like special, yeah, special shit with it. They like she's able to, and she, she's actually an amputee, and she's able to fight and do action scenes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah look good. All right. Yeah, she, she was not my beef with the the Hawkeye series. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was Hawkeye not being in the Hawkeye series that mainly annoyed me but she was uh, fine <laughs> she was <yeah>. okay <laughs> i did focus a little more on uh, Haley steinfeld but i love Haley. so uh, all right next on the phase five in may of 2023 guardians of the galaxy volume three and this is another um another thing at the panel that they did not drop the trailer after the audience saw it and a lot of fans that didn't go to hall h were very upset but uh he basically said um, he's very sorry, but, uh, you know, he's, he said that the movie's just not ready yet. The, the, the trailer's not ready yet, and it's not ready for, like, the big screen, you know. Um, not ready for public consumption. Yes, yes. And when's the movie come out? May of 2023. So people, yeah. are, people are upset now. They, they can't see a, um, the trailer. a trailer for a movie. It's going to come out in, like, almost a year. Right, yeah. but everybody yeah. in Hollywood. We're a spoiled this. society. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> well, I, well, I can't see a shitty trailer. But you yeah. know, Tim, yeah, you know, I have to wait. I have to wait two months for to see this I shitty know. trailer. <laughs> oh no. Well, well, James Gunn said, "I wish you could have seen it too, but it's not just Marvel; it's also me. 
I love the teaser, but some of the VFX aren't where I want them to be for repeated views and close inspection. Remember, we didn't wrap long ago, so you'll just have to wait a beat. Sorry. At least he's, you know, he, big. I mean, I mean, he's right too because they'll release that trailer yeah. and everybody like, oh, the special effects on this movie suck. We're going to um, right, complain exactly. about it in the YouTube yeah. comments. Yeah, we'll examine every single frame. He's absolutely exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, don't forget we're talking about Marvel fans here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, this is actually the the end. Um, this is the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He said this is the final chapter for this group and. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Some stories have to end. It doesn't mean everybody dies. <laughs> but he also introduced Maria Bakalova playing Cosmo the space dog, which I thought was very interesting. So I guess she's going to do voiceover work for a dog character. Um, and of course, also another newcomer is Will Poulter, um, who will be playing Adam Warlock. So uh, that's a really cool character from the Marvel comics. Very powerful character. And we get to see him. Uh, Debut in this film, so that's pretty exciting. Loki season two will drop summer of 2023. Um, so this is a, the first of the Marvel series that's getting a second season. So uh, I don't think they've announced whether any of the other ones will have a second season just yet. Um, as far as the ones that we've already seen, that is. It's also one of the only ones that was like universally celebrated as good. Like it was good. It was. I really, really enjoyed uh, Loki. It was fantastic. And, uh, you know, being well, good helps you pick up an extra season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to that one. Um, okay, so I know Chachi's not excited about this one. The Marvels. This is the sequel of Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> this is dropping in, in July next year, so a year from now. Um, it'll be like a more of a um, a female team up film. Oh, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> is it, is it better. like is it focusing on the young girl that the series is about? You know what? She will be making an appearance. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, even better, man. This is like yeah, Iman of Alani. Trying to be amazing. She'll co-headline the project as Kamala Khan. Yeah, because they almost did that, too. Like, right as I was bitching about it on the show a month ago, I'm like, just name the stuff right, and people stop getting mad. And then they switched the series Captain Marvel to, like, Young Miss Marvel, because she wasn't going to be in the fucking series. (laughs) Right, stop. Stop 100% directed by by a female, right? You got it, Chach, yes. Okay, I knew it. Nia DaCosta of Candyman will direct the sequel. (laughs) You got it, man. Somehow, like so, Marvel, always got they got to match up. Like whoever is the star of the movie has got to be the same, like gender and race and all that stuff. Like, like for that one, that one with the, with the amputee, they're gonna have probably an amputee director. Oh come on, Chach. I think that's I'm a little serious, too far. Man. That's too much. You don't think they're gonna do it? All right. We'll Maybe Duff. <laughs> if they can no. find one, they're gonna do it. Watch. It's gonna be tough for yeah. All right. Also, <laughs> here's another one you're gonna watch, Chachi. Ironheart, Fall 2023. Oh, even better. Yes, Dominique Thorne from Judas and the Black Messiah will be Riri Williams, engineering prodigy who develops her own super suit similar to Tony Stark's Iron Man. And uh, we're going to see, actually, um, Riri debut in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We'll see her there first before she gets her own series. I always like people always got to point out, like, oh, she's way smarter than um, Tony Stark. I'm like, yeah, isn't she using all the same technology that he invented? Like she tweaks it like that's she not like, like a, yeah she like um 
backwards uh, engineer, reverse engineers it to create her own. Basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like me inventing a, a new Tesla with a cup holder like that is blue. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm smarter than him. <laughs> so this is one I hope I hope a few of you guys will uh, appreciate. It's X Men '97. This is, uh, I mean, yeah, one of one of my favorite uh, cartoons uh, was the X Men animated cartoon in 1997. They're bringing oh, yeah, it, it back. Yeah, this shit, man. With this very similar animation style, Chach, they're not going, you know, not doing anything different. The animation style yeah. will be very similar yeah. to the show that we all loved in our youth. Yeah, that guy is the, the dude who voiced Wolverine that will forever be Wolverine in my head, like from right. that cartoon. That's what he sounds like. That's right. Wolverine's voice. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. So, and it's going to continue the story from the original series. So this is very exciting. This is the first. That's pretty cool. MCU, um, well, I guess uh, Miss Marvel is technically the first mutant because um, I was revealed in the finale of Miss Marvel, but this is um, not going to be connected in MCU, but still Marvel nonetheless. But Blade in November 2023, uh, that will be an MCU um, connection, of course, and uh, looking forward to that one. Um, Herschel Ali, um, yeah, he, I can't think of anyone more. Uh, a, you know, perfect to play uh, Blade. Uh, I can. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah. Wesley Snipes crushed it, man. Blade is a beast. He He's did. a big boy. Yeah. And you know what? Then they, they could have like, yeah, kept the cannon and kept the same Blade, but Blade I have a in, feeling Blade's in the gym, son. I have a feeling that he's gonna be. Yeah, I'm sure he's in great shape, but I'm, I have a feeling he's gonna be somewhere in that film. I don't know, as, maybe as a, a surprise. Yeah, but, you, but he's a lean dude. Like, nothing against him, but, like, you can right. only put on so many LBs. Like, Wesley Snipes looked like Blade. Yeah. Right. And Mahershala Ali is a little bit more on the smaller side. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, he, he's lean. He's, you know, right. not out of shape, but, like, Blade's right. a big right. dude. Right. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, you know. And Herschel is not super young, so you could argue that, oh, they want someone a lot younger, but he's not that young. So, yeah, I guess they uh... – and you know what? The thing is that um, Herschel Ali is already in Net in Netflix uh, Daredevil, so that just causes more confusion there because – Oh, yeah, yeah, He's a bad guy for Luke Cage. Yeah, and Luke Cage, yeah. So we'll get to that shortly on Daredevil. Uh, all right, Agatha Coven of Chaos. All right, so this is Catherine Hahn. As Agatha Harkness, um, who revealed herself in WandaVision, she was a witch. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she's a great character. I'm looking forward to seeing this series. I think it'll be really cool. We're yeah, also getting. She's well cast as a mentally unbalanced female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, like, the, the face that she nailed it. Like, she, as soon as she got on the screen, you're like, oh, I see the crazy. Well done. <laughs> she did fantastic. Yeah. Agatha all along. It was Agatha all along, guys. All right, Spider-Man Freshman Year, another um, animated series on Disney Plus, but this will be kind of like the backstory because we didn't really get the backstory, the MCU version of the backstory of Peter Parker. We 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 went straight to um, Peter Parker being uh, Spider-Man already. So this will give you a little bit more of the origins, but in animated form, um, and his freshman year in high school. All right, Born Again. That's the title of Daredevil, uh, spring 2024. This is the first Netflix series that's bring, bring brought into MCU. So this is pretty exciting for 
for the perfectionists out there or the, like myself that, that want to have everything make sense and and uh, and tie in. And this basically ties in Daredevil to the MCU because we we did see you know, Vincent D'Onofrio play Kingpin, you know, and we saw mm-hmm. we saw uh, Matt Murdock in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, not as Daredevil, but as his alter ego. So, of course, um, you know, uh, it's really exciting that we're actually going to get an 18 episode season of Daredevil Born Again. Um and um, what I don't know if it's going to be a light reboots of sorts with the same cast or if it's going to just continue um, from the season three, the last season on Netflix. I'm not sure. What do you what do you guys think? My guess is continue. Like, I, there's no reason to reboot something that was established five years ago. Right. And it also has the same actors, too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Plus, then, like they bought the property. They wouldn't have done that. if They didn't see how good it was. Right. Like those shows were crushing it on Netflix. So. They were. Yeah. And I really hope that they bring back Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, John Bernthal's Punisher, Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. Uh, we, can maybe. Fi- we can we can find a new Iron Fist. And we can. Yeah, we can. Exactly. Everybody else did great. Iron yeah. Fist struggled, man. All right. And two more projects in phase five um, include Captain America New World Order in May of 2024. Of course, this is um, this is going to be uh, this is not going to be Chris Evans, guys. This is uh, this is the one and only Falcon, uh, the former Falcon, that is um, Sam Wilson who is now uh, Captain America. Um, so, you know, it would be a combination of his the powers that he had as Falcon with the shield. So it's going to be a different, much different take on the Captain America, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus will be coming back, Emily Van Camp. Um, yeah, so it would be pretty exciting to see uh, this series. And then we have Marvel's answer to Suicide Squad. You know they have their own Suicide Squad? It's a blatant ripoff, but it's called Thunderbolts. <laughs> so they're anti-heroes or reform villains uh, who decide to make up for the error of their ways. And uh, I don't think they have like bombs like attached to the skull, the base of their brain, <laughs> uh, like the Suicide Squad does. But uh, we're gonna see like you know Florence Pugh's uh, Yelena Belova um, and um, Hannah. Hannah John Cammon's Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Tim Ross Abomination from Incredible Hulk, Wyatt Russell, uh, the U.S. agent from Falcon Winter Soldier, and um, Taskmaster, played by Olga Korlienko. So, yeah, so that's kind of a a very impressive uh, cast there of uh, Marvel's version of Suicide Squad. See, See, there you go, man. If they're not rebooting the Hulk movie with you know, Edward Norton and Tim Roth as whatever from two decades ago, then they're not going to reboot the... If they're carrying over stuff from that Hulk film, they're definitely going to carry over the Daredevil stuff. Right. Because that, that was way, way, way back. <laughs> the Hulk, yeah. The first and Hulk not movie. necessarily commercial success. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you know... It wasn't bad. It wasn't great either. You're right. <laughs> and then we have some projects that are not really tied to a phase, but they will be happening. <laughs> Uh, Deadpool 3 uh, will be uh, happening, and that was one of the few Marvel Fox properties that carried over 
MCU was uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' version of Deadpool. And I don't think anyone else can play Deadpool. He is absolutely perfect for that role, so I'm really uh, looking forward to that one. Also on Disney Plus, Armor Wars. Don't know too much about this one, but uh, basically this is Don Cheadle's James Rhodes um, uh, character, uh, War Machine, that will headline this adaptation. And also, yeah, War Machine. Also, uh, Marvel Zombies. Um, And this is kind of, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? It's a loosely adapted from the episode of What If? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's it's all in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, but this is also will be an animated series. We're also and getting zombies with powers. So yeah. think like think like if like uh, the Walking Dead happened, but like if they happen to bite, you know, Cyclops, he keeps the ray vision. Right. So oh, like wow. as the zombies spread, they get more and more powerful, and you got whole situations to yeah. deal with. I know. Zombie Hulk is a situation. That that's just crazy. I I think that's just the wild wild. Uh, twist to what we've seen already we're also going to get um an untitled wakanda series and an untitled wonder man series an untitled nova project as well so those are coming up but phase six they've announced three projects as part of phase six which are huge guys first of all fantastic four will uh open up phase six yes thumbs down from the from the future king this what their third swing their fourth third swing this swing. is their fourth this no because they they did a reboot and two movies on the on the on the reboot so this, well, this is their is fourth MCU. try MCU's to make first it time, okay and we'll see MCU is headed by the 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 grand the grand master himself Kevin Feige who knows Dude, I everything. get I get that the Fantastic Four is Marvel's first family I know it's a big deal in the comic book world. But right. you just got to admit when something is no longer like culturally relevant or it was like, you know, I don't know. Good luck. I, I hope they do well. Yeah, we hope it do, they do well. And we, I, we really hope it's, um, you know, uh, John Krasinski returning, reprising his role from the multiverse from uh, Doctor Strange in the um, Multiverse of Madness, because that was an alternate, you know, um, alternate universe where, uh, you know, he was part. Um, Mr. Fantastic was part of that Illuminati group. Right. So. uh I, I really hope they they continue with that and uh, he's, that he is still Mr. Fantastic in this uh, in this iteration of Fantastic Four. Yeah, he's solid casting for that. I mean, look, the last time they tried this, Jessica Alba was Susan, and freaking Captain yeah. America was the Human Torch. So it's not like they didn't get big names in there. They did, yeah, and it's crazy. He would how Chris Evans was Human Torch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smaller, film, a smaller yeah. Chris Evans was Human Torch. He had to bulk up to be Cap. Right, I know that crazy. Ah, that's wild, man. That's an interesting time that he played two different characters in two different uh, Marvel universes. So you know what? That's kind of a cool. You know what? Why not bring Chris, Chris Evans back as a as a uh, as uh, yeah as Human Torch? I think well, it's the same Marvel universe. Is the problem? It's like yeah, the yeah. Fantastic Four is in Marvel. It's not DC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, two Avengers movies, guys. Avengers: The Kang Dynasty and Avengers: uh, Secret Wars. So those are the two Avengers movies that we will be seeing, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting, man. Um, that we're gonna get. Uh, we're already we already know three 
projects all the way in phase six. So pretty cool. Pretty cool, guys. Um, You know, Disney's going to definitely milk these marks for all they can. mm -hmm. You know, until the genre is dead. Is there any particular? And they keep keep going and keep going. Is there any particular uh, future Marvel project that you guys are excited about in particular? For me, not really. Like I, no. (laughs) Sean, you're passing phase. You know, besides besides the um, last Spider-Man movie, which I thought was great. Yes. Everything else has been kind of like you know, like who cares? Like I mean, and for these Marvel movies, I think most of them, even in the past, like they're like a one and done um, viewing. It's not like a movie you sit there and watch like you know ten times. I'm sure some people do, but I don't think the average person does. They might watch it. They probably just watch it once in the theater, maybe once you know streaming later on. But I mean, I think they're just gonna drive into the ground like as much as they can. Oh wow! You know, and, it is, and bring it out is every a little dollar. It's a little. They did it with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna keep doing it with Star Wars. Yeah. But I mean, it yeah, was great just... when it started off, and you wanted you wanted to see the Hulk and Captain America, and you wanted to see. Um, you know, Spider-Man and all that, mm-hmm. but, you know, now they get into all these, like, you know, characters that only, like, people like General know, and, um, <laughs> you know, and, like, you know, you're gonna hit, you're gonna hit some gold like you did with, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't just keep on, you know, doing that kind of humor and expecting it to um, pay off for every movie, you know, I mean, people are gonna get burned out. That's the, um, project I'm looking forward to the most, Chach, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. yeah, I will say like the difference is that Marvel, the Marvel team seems to actually be plotting out its films and storylines, where we oh, yeah. now know like what we long suspected with Star Wars, they were just shooting from the fucking hip. And exactly. Work out. That's so one like positive thing you can say. Like how yes. DC does. Yeah. So. That's, yep. There yeah, you go. There's there's structure and story here. They know what they're doing. Not like exactly. ah, we'll release another movie in here. We'll see we'll see what we feel like when we get there. That, there you go. <laughs> Perfect segue into DCEU, which had a Comic-Con Hall H uh, panel, but they only promoted two movies, as you know. They have some controversy with some of their other movies, but... That's their five-year plan, too, those two movies. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson made quite the entrance with Thunder, Smoke, and Flashes as he was there to promote Black Adam. And um, Black Adam, pretty exciting um, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson's finally a superhero. It took, took him a while. He's been acting for a minute. Uh, it's about. I figured it's about time. Fifteen he, years. Fifteen years to finally become a superhero. How many minutes is that, um, Sean? No How many clue. minutes? Okay. Five million. No. <laughs> also, uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods also um, had a presence known uh, for that panel. But MIA, no surprise, was The Flash and Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, as you know. Both those movies uh, are in the can. They're already like ready to. They're in way into post production, and of course, you know, you can't really edit out the Flash, and you can't really edit out Mara. So. Because that dude is losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> his goddamn mind. Or their 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 mind because. She oh yeah, he got to say sometimes that, that he's yeah. a thing. You got to say yeah. there, right? Yeah. Well, it's gonna be hard. She, it's gonna be hard to like um edit out they out of every scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, think? just that like he's assaulting people. <laughs> like or she they, whatever. They are assaulting like, people, yeah. yeah. As Ezra, Ezra, Ezra yeah, I mean, is losing like, it. Whatever Ezra wants to dignify designate as, Ezra's losing it. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely gonna fire they if um they keeps it up. 
<laughs> All right. Before I get into any more trouble. Uh, uh-huh. Also, also part of DC is. Well, it's not our fault because the Flash is definitely a he, right? So we're talking about one person with two different asks, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> they is playing a he. Yeah, I but, know. But when they aren't he, he wants to be them. Covered. <laughs> <laughs> why you brought me on the show (laughs) so this is another project with dc that's pretty exciting but it's under netflix um but i think netflix can get this project because it's not dc it's vertigo and that's the sandman so the sandman um was one of my favorites Um, no the sandman comic (laughs) book the sandman comic book uh sean yeah i know your mind's always on wrestling but uh uh, written by the iconic Neil Gaiman, and uh, they've adapted this, and they just dropped the trailer, uh, and it looks really amazing. Uh, the effects look really, really cool. It's Tom Sturridge playing the Sandman, Gwendolyn Christie, Brand of Tarth playing Lucifer, and uh, Boyd Holbrook playing uh, the Corinthian, um, and uh, many others. Um, all right, another big. Uh, a big uh, panel was Keanu Reeves promoting um, his comic book Berserker. Um, Keanu Reeves actually okay. wrote. I thought you were going to say um, a new Matrix movie. I get scared for a second. Oh no, yeah. Right. <laughs> Another one. That was, that was disappointing. That he was there to promote two projects, both Berserker as as a project that he wrote and is going to be adapted into a movie for Netflix starring Keanu Reeves. So I think that was. Kind of interesting planning on Keanu's uh, part is to write a comic book uh, with me in mind because I, I looking at the comic book, the character is basically drawn to look like Keanu Reeves. So it's like the, he was almost like purposely writing his own comic book to get his next project, which is pretty funny. Um, but it's a pretty cool comic book, but uh, we'll have to see. I don't think the the live action Netflix film is going to be anytime soon. Um, but it is in development, so look out for that. Keanu was also promoting the fourth installment of John Wick. The teaser trailer just dropped um, during that panel as well. So, any John Wick fans in the in the room? Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, do, I do enjoy those movies. Yeah, so. the first one. Yeah, the first one was great. I mean, I they're still was- fun. Yeah, I thought it was super interesting when they went with the sequel and there was like almost no dialogue in the whole film. Yeah. I've never seen a movie like that. Like it was all fighting. It's yeah, you, you had like twelve minutes of verbal exchanges, and outside of that, it was just death. Right. I'm like, holy shit! There's a whole. How long was that script? Like sixteen pages. Sixteen pages, but a two-hour movie, right? <laughs> Filled with all action sequences. Right, it's all action. Good for them. Yep, Breaking John barriers. Wick. That comes out March of 2023. All right, number four on my list is HBO at Comic-Con. So they uh, had a uh, a panel for Gremlins, Secret of the Mogwai. Yeah, this is going to be uh, an animated series. And during the event, Zach Galligan, um, he actually was a surprise guest and revealed he has a not-yet-disclosed role on the animated show. Thing is, it's set in 1920s China, so... You know, Zach Galligan's character clearly wasn't born yet, so he can't play the same character, but he will be in the the series somehow. Um, we know he's definitely not going to voice some Chinese person. 
That will not happen. Oh. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Gremlins is the one franchise I'm I'm shocked they haven't rebooted yet. Right? Yeah. I think that's one that could actually, as, could actually as a live work. action, right? Yeah. Yeah, live action. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised as well. Um, House of the Dragon had a big panel. Yes. This is um the Game of Thrones prequel, and um you know co-show running the series is Miguel Sapachnik, who directed some of the best episodes of Game of Thrones, along with Ryan Condal. They're be co-running the show, all about the Targaryens, pretty much. It's adapted um, from uh, Fire and Ice, I believe. Fire yeah. and Ice. Yep. So this is uh. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. Uh, and uh, George R. R. Martin, um, he did not meet the cast until Comic Con because he's been uh, keeping very socially distanced during the pandemic at his home in Santa Fe, Mexico. Yeah, he's not the healthiest dude. No. Yeah, that's true. And he said that uh, he doesn't plan on being in any set until because there's this book I've been writing. He said, and it's a little late. Lies. Lies. I don't see me visiting a set or doing anything until I finish and deliver that book. I don't believe a word that man says. He better he better wrap it soon, man. Um, Fine, what's he's great is after books. it. Yeah, he's, he needs two more books to end uh, the Song of Fire and Ice series. Does he really need that that last book, or can he wrap it he up? He needs in the two season? more books. He needs, he needs two, two more, books. more books. Yeah. And he's not oh, done Winds of Winter. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, and and he fucking lied to us when he came out. Dance the Dragons, the last book out, book five. In the in the back of that one, he wrote us a letter that was like, you know, that this other book was almost done and it was almost it was gonna come out really soon and blah blah blah. That was like seven years ago. <laughs> oh my god, it's taking so goddamn long. See, yeah. that's this is why the final season of Game of Thrones was very lackluster because there was no source material yeah. because. All they had was a rough outline of what George R. R. Martin wanted, um, and they had to fill in all the gaps. Yeah, the last know? two seasons. In in book five, like whilst Danny is falling apart across the seas, like she has a brother, a Targaryen prince comes back and takes like the seven kingdoms. It's very different. Very very different. You know, another thing that's different that have a few people up in arms is an actor. That had been cast as Lord Corliss Valerian, the sea snake. It's actor Steve Tassant, who is um, black and um, apparently oh, um, yeah. in the Fire and Blood. Sorry, it's not Fire and Ice, Fire and Blood um, yeah. book. Um, he wasn't black. No, uh, yeah. So they made they, they made that whole family African-American and they wanted to do it to have a more diverse group. Yeah, uh, the nerds got up in arms about it because it wasn't in the story. Jar Jar Martin came out later. He said he was happy with it, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's basically a diversity change. It's a diversity change, and if it makes sense, and that's fine. I mean, and Dorne, they had, you know, those of the, you know, more olive olive skin tone complexion, you know, um, for those yeah, in Dorne. So they like had that, a lot of diversity in the first. Uh, yeah. Game of Thrones as well. That um, you're always going to have purists that are mad if something's different than the story, right? Like for whatever the reason, right? If so, like if, if if somebody really likes a source material, whether it's dis, whether it's like Star Wars or Marvel, whatever it is, and like somebody takes mm -hmm. creative license, even for the right reasons, nerds are going to freak out. Nerds don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, the Rings of Power, Martin Lopez. The, the panel kicked off with Bear McCreary, who's the um, composer for the the show, 
and an orchestra, including a choir, uh, performing music from uh, from the show for the six thousands in attendees. Oh, I bet you um, it's epic. Yeah, man. Um, All the music well, in the films was gangster. So good. Yes, absolutely. So, <clears throat> so yeah, the Rings of Power takes place during the Second Age, set thousands of years before uh, Peter Jackson's films. Mm-hmm. Centers on the Rings of Power that allowed the Dark Lord Sauron to spread evil across Middle Earth. Um, yeah. So they don't really have. They kind of have like just. They have a very. They don't have much to as far as source material. It's based on like oh no, there's there's appendices, tons. right? Yeah, but like Tolkien wrote right. a disgusting amount. Like there's tons of stuff right. to pull on. And what I've heard is that it's going to be pretty true uh, to the text in the story. A lot of this is also covered in the Cimmerillion. Like there's a prequel to both The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, just about like the rise of the elves and their kingdoms. Oh wow! Uh, so all that stuff should be in there. But like what this will focus on is the second age of the sun. Everything that happens in the Lord of the Rings is at the end of the third age of the sun. So this is um, after like the main, main evil bad guy that was like above sore and is vanquished. And people are under the impression that there's this prolonged period of peace, which there is. And you start to get the rise of like the elven kingdoms, the dwarven kingdoms. And there's this specific, specific group of men, the Numenorians, that because they were <laughs> so badass in that battle and they were mortal – uh, the Valor, who is sort of like the gods, like gave them extra awesome powers. That's who Aragorn's descended from. So like they live 500 years. They're extra strong. They're extra wise. Are sure they're all going to be homosexual in this adaptation? I hope not. They probably will be. They probably probably will be a jump. It's all that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood yeah. takes uh, some creative license, makes them a very open-minded society. Uh, but. But yeah, yeah, so like Sauron doesn't look like he does in the beginning, right? He he, he comes uh, sort of like as a, like a gift bearer and he's very powerful and like he teaches all the different races the art of ring making um, and it makes them all more powerful. So they all use it, right? The elves use the rings to build Rivendell and Lothlorien. The dwarves build Gahazdam, whatever. And men build Numenor, which is basically like Middle-earth's version of Atlantis. But nice. Yeah, Sauron's going to play the long game, and he's going to convince uh, the men to rise up because they should be greater. And so you're going to have civil war and ultimately death nice. and destruction. It's going to end very badly. I, I don't think I need to watch the series after you told yeah. me all that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but fun fact for if you if you did like the, the Lord of the Rings movies, this is where Foron, uh, Sauron's physical form is going to be destroyed. So his uh-huh. body dies here, but his ah. spirit lives on lives tied on to the moves. One Ring. And comes back as the eye. All right. Wow. Look at that. That's a nice little summary there. It's going to be badass. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right. This is what I'm really looking for. Maybe Sean has an opinion now because you've been a little uh, on the quiet. But The Walking Dead had a panel. Um, this is going to be the final. Um, yeah. The final part three of season 11. Can you believe that show's yes. been on for 11 seasons? Final part of the final season. Final, final part of the final season. They're going to keep making like 45 episodes. Yeah, this, this season's going on like, what, five years now? Really? Yeah. They're going to keep making it. <laughs> well, I mean, 11 seasons is 11 years, uh, roughly, or maybe a little more. Uh, and then, of course, the spinoffs, which we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, the, the big uh, panel. Apparently, uh, they called it a bittersweet moment because this will be the final time that the cast of The Walking Dead uh, go on the stage be- uh, for the show because the show is ending. 
Um, however, um, well, before we get to that, um, the trailer looked really badass. Chachi, did you like the trailer for Walking Dead? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to see it end. You you're know, ready like, to see it end, right? I am, yeah. I but mean, you're, it, you're going to stick with it. You're going to stick with it. You're I have to, to at this point. I mean, I won't, I mean, I'm not going to watch any of the spinoffs, you know, but. Really? Um, well, yeah, I'm too vested. I got to know how it ends. We got to know how it ends, but this is the big the big spinoff they just announced, Chachi, which I'd be surprised if you don't tune in. Is, this one. is this the spinoff centered around Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes and then Nye Guerrero's Michonne um, as they are going to do a six-episode love story of sorts. As you know, they've been apart for quite a while, and we saw uh, Michonne – uh, leave on a boat to try to find Rick because she got some clues that Rick was still alive. And Scott Gimple will be show running this. Uh, and Andy Lincoln and uh, Denai Guerrero are executive producers. So, uh, yeah, this is this is going to tie in the, the storyline that we really wanted to see. And, and I guess some fans wanted to see this in The Walking Dead. But, uh, yeah, That's I think it makes sense. Well, true, because it is part of that. That story started with The Walking Dead. You're right. So why not call this like season 12, you know, but I don't know for whatever reason, it's not season 12. It's going to be a spinoff. They don't have a title yet, but, uh, but uh, August 14th, um, very soon you're going to see tales of the walking dead. They also dropped a brand new trailer for that. Chachi. You'll be seeing that. I won't be seeing that. Yeah. They're, they're standalone episodes. You know, it's not, it's just, well, one, which really looks interesting is the one, with Samantha Morton, who plays Alpha. So we'll get to see more of her backstory. But I really don't know anything about That's the... That's kind of cool. Yeah. But I, the thing is, I really don't know anything about the other characters. But we do know our boy Jesse T. Usher, A-Train, as an episode. Yes. Uh, Terry Crews, Olivia Munn, Parker Posey. Terry Crews? Yeah. I love me some Terry Crews. Yeah. <laughs> Jillian Bell. And Danny Ramirez from Top Gun Maverick, they're all going to be featured in six episodes. And, and Chach, I think you could get behind this because it's only six episodes. You know, most of The Walking Dead, shit, over no, <laughs> over 16 episodes, right? episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah, 36 episodes a season. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> and I think that's what the stars, you know, like. Yeah, Norman Reedus and then Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's doing Isle of the Dead, and of course Andy Lincoln and and Denai Guerrero. They they're like, no, we'll do a show, but only only if it's six episodes. We're not gonna. I'll stay. tell you what, if the whole Walking Dead series would have been like ten to twelve episodes or whatever that you know most series are nowadays on like streaming. Right. I think it would have been a much tighter, much better show, and they would have cut out like a lot of instead of sixteen episodes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this final season's uh, three parts of twenty. Four episodes, yeah. So eight times three, yeah. So AMC also had the interview with the vampire uh, panel during Comic Con as well. I gotta admit, this trailer looks really, really good. It's uh, Jacob Anderson who played Grey Worm in Game of Thrones, and Sam Reed, um, who's the vampire Lestat. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, man. They, they got big shoes to fill. It's a cool story. Yeah. Like, think about the last time they put this together. Brad Pitt. 
Tom Cruise, Cruise. Antonio Banderas. Yeah. You had the most charismatic motherfuckers on the planet come in Fantastic and hit it out of the park, right? So like, yeah, they did. That was a great yeah. film. It's one they of those really... things as an actor. It's like if I got the role offered to me, like I'd want to do it, but you'd have one of those moments where like, is this a good decision, right? Like <laughs> right. stack yourself up against, you know? Right. Yeah. This is true, but this will be a series and not a film, so it's something right. they can expand on as far as like, yeah. You know, character development so i don't know i'm not sure if i'm going to tune into that one yet and um our resident trekkie's not here um but uh, star trek is i think the last panel i'll talk about on comic-con star trek the next generation cast members patrick stewart and gates mcfadden reunited on the stage to talk about um yeah picard the upcoming season three of picard and it's the first time the next generation uh, actors have performed together since 2002's film Star Trek Nemesis. So for all you hardcore Star Trek fans, that I'm sure you're really happy to hear that one. Um, of course, uh, another interesting um, um, project with Star Trek is Star Trek. Star Trek Lower Decks uh, is going to have um, another season. And they're actually going to tie into the Strange New Worlds series. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. Strange What's New it? Worlds is live action. Star Trek Lower Decks is animated. Yeah, it, it was like it was like a kid's version with like yeah. jokes and shit. I thought it was yeah. an interesting segue for the Star Trek game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious how that's – I'm not, I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan. I did enjoy the, the films with Chris Pine that came out, but I haven't watched any of the – the series uh anyone a star trek uh, fan that can comment on has watched maybe the picard series or yeah i watched a lot of the the old stuff i haven't seen any of the new stuff like i was seeing this stuff okay here's the thing i was i'm stoked about the picard series i want to watch it i freaking refuse to pay for another streaming service i'm not gonna do it right so until like plus yeah yeah, i'm not I'm, i'm max out i'm done I won't even sign up for Disney Plus. So until somebody gives me their password to watch this thing, right. I'm not seeing it. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so that's Comic Con, guys. Wow, we that took, took quite a quite a big chunk of the show. Um, if we'll talk about uh, some kind of recession coming up. I don't see it with all this shit coming out. <laughs> yeah, you know what it takes to make all this stuff, all these series. Like it's oh insane. God. The budget for anything <laughs> in the genre. It's just and there's yeah. more stuff coming out that people will be able to watch. Like there's no way people exactly watch all this shit. You can only do so Impossible. much, or right. You know, if you want a life outside of you know watching stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. All right, um, drop a, a couple more things before um, our classic cut break and our interview break. So uh, Jordan Peele's Nope uh, said yup to the box office because yes, that was the uh, number one. Uh, <laughs> um film at the box office a very uh successful um domestic uh earnings of 108 million because he's uh, an evil genius yes you yes. know what's funny i was looking back at some keen peel spits and like there was hints of this right because like jordan peel crushes it at horror shit and like yeah. anytime like he's the center of the sketch it's a, it's funny, but it's a little bit creepy too. It's about like okay. eating kids and shit like that. It's like, oh, so he's always he's always kind of been Hitchcocky. I get it. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen Nope yet. I do want to see it. I, I'm a definitely a big fan. I, I meant to see it yesterday, but I've been dealing with some some issues at home. But nonetheless, um, 
that's the number one movie. No surprise there. Thor Love and Thunder still hanging in. Number two. Third place. Minions Rise of Gru. Uh, Where the Crawdad Sings, number four. And Top Gun Maverick. Can you believe that's still in the top five? Holy smokes. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, yeah, I saw a nope. I thought it was just okay. I thought it was a little slow. You, okay, great. You did see it. Great. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. I really enjoy that. Oh, you saw that one? Good. Yeah. I can always rely on Chachi to see the movies as they come out. But like, Where the Crawdads Sing, I mean, it's really kind of like a – to me, it's fine if you wait for Netflix to see it. Because one of the kind of like Netflix if it's gonna, of like – If it's going to drop on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I one of the kind of like romantic um, drama type of movies. Daisy's very lovely. She's How's very lovely, yes. Per- yeah, she had a nice performance. I mean, she doesn't look like she's been living in a swamp her whole life, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they took some liberties with that, you know. Yeah. So you, you've seen every movie in the top five except for Minion Rise of Gru. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to see Minions? I have nothing but, against Minions, no. I mean, if I take my nephew or whatever. Okay, but you're not going to yeah. see it. Okay. <laughs> but the uh, what is Sean Cradle doing? <laughs> we what? see his we see his laundry. Yeah, your uh, your camera's facing the other way, buddy. Wow, no wonder why. No, you don't actually see that. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to open up Pornhub or something. I was sure it's so bad. <laughs> Hold on, you want porn? Okay, so let me find Pornhub. <laughs> Hold on. At least, at least you were googling what we were talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm checking out, see how much they make. <laughs> I, know, I know Sean's going to see DC League of Super Pets because that has uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, voicing uh, one of the characters. Him and Kevin Hart uh, are a part of this. And that's probably predicted to predicted to uh, rule the box office next week. But they say it's hard to predict because like, Minions did very well. But then you have like a movie like Pause of Fury that, that failed. So it's kind of hard to predict. This is kind of hard to predict how the anime hear about Pause of Fury. Pause of Fury, yeah. Apparently that one did really, really crappy. Um, um all right. Um coming soon. Um wow, this is a very powerful trailer. Did you see the trailer for the movie Till? About Emmett Till. Um of course the fourteen year old black boy who's murdered by lynching in nineteen fifty five became one of the catalyzing events in the civil rights movement. And uh, yeah, I always I was always familiar with the story, but uh, we're gonna see a live action film depicting the events, uh, the tragic events of this. And uh, oh man, it just it's just super super sad. Especially seeing the actor that's playing Emmett Till. He's a very very you know good natured kid, you know. And uh, oh man, it's really heartbreaking because we all know what happens, you know. Um, yeah, 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 and and. And like during the funeral, they actually like the um, I think it was the mother or grandmother had them do an open casket because she wanted all the papers to take pictures to see, you know, how bad or what they did to her son. Yeah. Oh, that's so. It's a real fucked up story. And what's funny is when it comes out, you're gonna have all these people up in arms who never bothered trying to research the story. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And be like, oh, I can't believe. And 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 the woman. Hugh, who accused um, Emmett Till is actually still alive, so I wonder how that's going to um, how she's going to deal with that. Yeah, it's going to bring a lot of attention to her. Oh wow, yeah, she's still with us, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But and the store, I'm... the store where it happened, the store is still 
it's decomposing. It's still up. I think like the family owns a store. They wanted like a million dollars for someone to buy it, but you know, it's just falling apart. And, and like I know people wanted to get it to like turn into a museum, like a civil rights museum or whatever. But apparently, it's in Alabama and it's in there decomposing now. Oh wow! I wanted to stop by there when I was um, drove through Alabama last time, but I didn't have it's out the way, and I have time to make it over there before the airport. Right. You always manage to see very iconic things on your trips, Chachi. So. Yeah, I like, like to see the you know, the good parts of history and then like the you know dark parts of history. Yeah, both. Yeah. The yin and the yang. <clears throat> um. All right, we'll just throw out one more thing before we take a classic cut break, and that's um, just some of the slates of the big festivals coming up, the Venice Film Festival. Um, some of the big movies that you can see uh, include White Noise with Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. That's going to open the um, the Venice Film Festival. And uh, it's the same uh, director uh, from Marriage Story, which uh, also premiered in Venice. So Adam Driver pretty much is the Venice Film Festival darling, it seems. Um, pretty popular. Um, also, um, Darren Aronofsky's uh, The Whale. Um, that stars Brendan Fraser as a man living with obesity who struggles to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter. And this is Darren's uh, um, latest film since the Mother um, movie that he did, which kind of had mixed reviews, didn't really do that well. But uh, apparently um, Brendan Fraser, uh, yeah, he was already on the, the, the bigger side, but apparently also had additional... Um, uh, prosthetics done to make him look even even bigger. bigger. Yeah, because yeah, he's wow. he's working at not being huge anymore, right? Like he's really putting right. in the, uh, the effort. So effort to the gym, right? Right. So uh, yeah. So we'll have to uh, see how that one goes. Um, we'll also, Darren. Ha- Darren Aronofsky, you like his uh, you like his films, don't you? I, is there, yeah, I got, is there a reason why? I got a special spot in my heart for Darren. That, that's because of the wrestler. I get it. <laughs> he gave me my first role. Yeah. <laughs> he gave it to oh. you. He took it away. He took it yeah, away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will happen the realtor, hopefully. Oh. Uh, we have uh, also Tar, uh, starring Kate Blanchett. This is a very, uh, very good trailer. Um, that actually, this trailer just dropped where she plays. Um, Plays a conductor, one of the first female conductors. Um, and uh, what else? Also, um, she, the, she like um, she like drives a train. Oh, a condu- musical conductor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, and of course, um, in addition to the Venice Film Festival, we also have the Toronto Film Festival. Uh, the big film for that is um, is uh, the um, Fableman, um, the semi-autobiographical uh, Spielberg film that's going to head, head the Toronto Film Festival. In addition, uh, Lena Dur- Durham's uh, Catherine Called Birdie. Uh, it's an adaptation about a childhood book of the same name, uh, and it's a 13-year-old 13-year-old English girl coming of age in 1290 AD, and it's the actress that played the little bird in Game of Thrones. Please sign me up. All right, you sold me. Sign me up. Uh, did, I sell you, did I sell you on yeah. that? That sounds remember, horrible. 
Do you remember Bella Ramsey, the little, <laughs> the little bird from Game of Thrones? Yes. She was a great actress. So. She was, yeah. And she's going to lead that film. And, uh, and two T- films. Take, pre- takes place in what year? You said 1290 AD. 1290 AD. That was a good year. That was a good year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I definitely remember the 90s. <laughs> 1290, yeah, I guess so. 1290s, yeah. technically a 90s, right? <laughs> yeah. Sir. And, yeah, it was Sir Sir um, Kurt um, Cobain. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that night. Right. From the House of Nirvana. The House of Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. That's a good house right there, man. Uh, <laughs> their, co- their, co- their coat of arms is the baby chasing the doll. And then somebody sued him back in. I know that kid yeah, fucking right. sued. Back in 1320, somebody sued him. He was making all this money and decided, oh, you know what? Maybe I can get more money if I sue, you know? Yeah, that's the worst. What a, he's, he's biting the hand that feeds him. Jesus. Exactly. And it's not money, just like, I mean, they predicted it. Just like they predicted it, exactly. Um, These two movies in production doesn't sound too exciting, but Sarah Paulson has a, a thriller called Dust. And Claire Foy originally was supposed to be in this, but she backed out for whatever reason, and now Sarah Paulson's taking her place. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, basically it centers around a mother, mother who's haunted by her past, who encounters a threatening presence and takes extraordinary measures to protect her family. So, and then we also have a comedy, um, a buddy comedy with Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien is, I don't recall him really doing many movies as an actor, but he'll be, uh, acting in this film along with Bowen Yang from Saturday Night Live and, Hacks breakout star Meg Stalter. Um, and basically it's uh, three childhood friends who head off to a nearby mountain in search of gold treasure. Rumored to be buried there. It's kind of like a comedy version of the Goonies, maybe. That sounds more <laughs> like uh, City Slickers. City Slickers. There you go. That's a good comparison right there. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I love Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how his acting chops. I'm, I'm so used to seeing him as a talk show host. And he's actually going to be... Uh, acting in the film so it's kind of interesting all right so that's that's everything uh for now um let's go ahead and take a classic cut break um before we resume and we're gonna hear um this amazing interview with amy garcia that chachi conducted at shore leave comic-con and uh, i guess we're gonna play the theme music so here we go where my dogs at it is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's Yes, right. Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, where each and every time I come on this show, I'll reach into the air our dusty archives and pull out a real gem and do we have a news bit for this um yeah this is going to go towards the end of the program but i could kind of throw it out there chach if you'd like me to um yeah okay well i guess it has to it makes sense right because you are throwing the classic cut based on this but uh that's right wwe founder and ceo vince mcmahon Stepped aside from his executive duties as CEO amid uh, a probe into alleged misconduct claims. Um, 
He stated his retirement retiring from WWE at the age of 77. Um, didn't state the reason at the time, but kind of just stressed his age. But everyone knows there is an investigation going on right now. Um, but again, this is all alleged. Um, nonetheless, uh, we will be talking about that in more depth. But uh, in the meantime, Chachi, you have a, a song. I do have a song. I do have a song. And this is a song that Vincent Mann, Vinny Mac, Mr. McMahon, come out to. I think he still does. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm positive he still does. But the, this song started back in 1999, and it was written by Jim Johnston. Um, vocals by Peter um, Bursucker. Peter Bursucker? Mm-hmm. Is that right, Shady? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll ring that name. Okay. But this is actually, um, you know, this man's theme song, No Chance in Hell. You can find wow. it on any of the... Um, WWE um, anthology albums. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes, when we get back, guys, uh, more to come here on BTB. In the meantime, here's the classic cut WWE, uh, Jim Johnston. Uh, this is No Chance in Hell. And then we're going to hear Amy Garcia from Shore Leave, conducted by the King of the 80s, Josh McFly. So, we, we, we will be back right after that. Hey guys, we are here at Shore Leave, wrapping up the day, but we couldn't stop without, um, we couldn't leave without interviewing this beauty over here, Amy Garcia, you might know her from Lucifer, you might know her from Dexter, you might know her from George Lopez, all kind of shows. How you doing, Amy? I'm great, I'm great. What, what an intro, I'm all flattered. Thank you. <laughs> nice. You do so many different kinds of shows. What's your favorite thing? Is it drama, comedy, murder? Like, oh, God. Satan, oh. what do you want? What do you like? <laughs> Serial killers, <laughs> Satan. Um... Let me see. I love genre. Genre is so fun because it's fantastical and I think it keeps you young, you know? Um, I love anything with comedy, um, but I think I like comedy within drama. Okay. Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. And I actually watched George Lopez for the first time um, last week. I was on vacation and it was on TV. I thought you did a great job. What was it like working with um, um, George Lopez and what did you learn from that whole experience from all those seasons? Oh, he is such a hard worker. I mean, he really taught me how to work hard, how to, you know, treat fans with the utmost just respect, like you should treat anybody. He would, I think, stay up till like three in the morning, pay security out of his own pocket just to make sure he got through his entire line. Wow. That kind of commitment to his fans and... um, and uh, he teases me. I mean, let's not get it twisted. He's like he he's like a real life uncle, you know. Where, um, but he really does uh, teach. Uh, he he showcases by example, and um, it was just so much fun. I have no complaints. So I, I, he has a new show coming out with his daughter. Right. Yes. You know, Lopez versus Lopez. So I'm like, hey, can I come and play? Would you do that if he asked you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm asking him. Ask him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, it's a totally different thing working on a um, sitcom where you're constantly doing, like, what, like 24 episodes a season? Right. Like, right. How's that schedule compared to doing something like Dexter where you might do, like, half a season or, like, do 10 episodes max? Well, I think the biggest difference between a George Lopez and a Dexter, I have my Dexter gloves on, <laughs> is, um, is really the live audience, right? Thank so with, with George Lopez, obviously this is all pre-COVID, we essentially, it's like doing a play. Okay. So we would have a live audience, and then with Dexter, it's a very close set, a very intimate, um, and and the, the tone is just very different, right? Like on George Lopez, you'll say a line, and then they'll be like, hey, that got a huge laugh. Let's see if this is better. Yeah, yeah. And then they whisper the line in your ear, and then you shoot it. And when people see it, they don't say, like, actor just got line they just hopefully you don't suck you know so so um there's a different kind of adrenaline rush i think with a george lopez kind of show and then with dexter it's just more the intensity and and the challenge there is i think for me because i'm such a like kind of lighthearted goofball dork is to stay in that space you know stay in that space of serial killerness um but I guess I guess Jamie was pretty light. She got to deal with the kids. So, how much could you improv during jo- George Lopez, and that helped sharpen those kind of skills? Or do you think it pretty much stick with the script? Uh, we stuck with the script. The writers were really good, really strong writers. And then we switched up once in a while. Once in a while, I would improv, but very little okay. because those writers are just you know spot on. And then and then with Lucifer, it's a little different. I mean, our writers are are incredible award-winning writers but with her I feel like I would add a little Spanish or add a little dance <laughs> right, or right. you know um, like when there's like you know she's she's looking at a body and she's doing like MC Hammer uh, and she's doing her forensic science on a body so that that's all fun and play so I think I did a lot more improv, improv on Lucifer than George Lopez if you can believe really? it wow. yeah and then Dexter is like a lot of people said Dexter won the best shows of all time what was that experience like being on such an iconic um, series yeah you know um, I thought about why that is and I think it's one of the first shows besides Sopranos and Weeds that the it was an anti-hero show right, right? like yeah. Breaking Bad you're yes, rooting yeah. for someone who isn't like, a, serial killer. a good guy you know right. and so I think, he kills for good though yeah, I mean, he's you know he has a code, and, um, and it was just great. I mean, it was I think it's 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 really cool to be part of one of the most um, uh, influential, I guess, like you said, uh, series of all time. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel really proud of everyone involved. It's a total team effort, and I'm grateful for it because I think those come once in a lifetime. So it's all downhill from here. No. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so I, I, I'm just filled with gratitude, you know, to be on a show like that. And then I did the voice for um, Maddox. How do you pronounce it? Oh, which uh, is the Modoc, which is a Marvel series. Right. Um, would you want to do like a live action version of that if they uh, offered it to you, or, oh my goodness, or getting kind yes. of get involved in Marvel anyway? Ah, oh, I would love to. I would love to. I no, nothing would make me happier than you know to be able to be in a Marvel movie and. Um, I would I would flip. Well, if you could have like a superpower in one of those movies, what would it be? I think it would be to teleport. Okay. I think it would be amazing to just be like, I want to be in Italy. Oh, yeah. And then we'll go to Brazil. And, you know, then we'll, we'll head over to Chicago. And uh, <laughs> I think teleportation would be my superpower. Awesome, awesome. Any other projects coming up we should know about? 
Yes, I have a Netflix movie with Freddie Prince Jr. that will come oh, wow. out, I think, around Thanksgiving time. Okay. Is that I a do, comedy? I, it's comedy and drama. I do my own singing, dancing, and piano playing. So I'm really excited. Wow. I dance with all the professional dancers yeah. of the Nets. Okay. So I'm literally like warming up with them. And so That's I play awesome. kind of like a Shakira, J-Lo kind of pop star. Oh. And, Great um, combination. Yeah. And yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. is yeah. incredible. And then um, I'm on How to Train Your Dragon, Nine Realms, which is an animated series on Hulu. I think that's on season two, and that's for DreamWorks. I play a major nerd on that. And then um, I am... Oh, uh, a movie that I wrote with A.J. Mendez is coming out. The sequel to 47 Ronin. uh, No, it's the sequel to 47 Ronin called Blade of the 47 Ronin. Okay. And it'll be on Netflix in about three months. What was the Globe Project that you did with her? Um, We did a four-issue comic book uh, series uh, based on the Glow TV show. TV show. So, like, based on the Netflix show? Okay. So sweet. Hi. All the babies love you here. Oh, my gosh. They are just so sweet. Thank you, man. Do you have any kids yourself? You're so good with them. No. Really? No, I feel like I'm a big kid. I do love kids. Like, animals and kids. And nieces or nephews? I do, yeah. I have nieces and nephews. Uh, I just... They're just delicious. (laughs) But... um, but, uh, yeah, so, so anyway, so the, the Blade of the 47 Ronin. Yeah. Oh, that. We talked about that. Right. And then Glow um, is a four-issue series um, based on the Netflix series Glow. Okay, so like, that got canceled early and never completed. Was this like, kind of like a continuation of that? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, the okay. series are completely independent okay. of the... I mean, our comic book series okay. is independent of the TV series. We're working with Glow and AJ. Are you actually a fan of wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> So, so AJ's my work wife. Okay, okay? we're right. essentially we started a production company together called Scrappy awesome. Heart Productions. Okay, cool. Um, I adore her. I am a huge fan of her as a human. I've never seen her wrestle. No. Okay. And I'm like AJ, is this you on the internet with like a 16 pack? <laughs> and she's, she's so humble. Right. You know, so it's so funny because I just see her as like, like almost like a sister, right? right. She's my work wife, sister, a writing partner. Producing partner, um, co-founder of this company, and but I forget like she's a badass. I mean, she's like an incredible athlete. So if she asked, she um, asked you to get involved in wrestling and an angle or something, would you do it? Oh, I would do anything. You would train. Ask me to okay. do. I, I would absolutely. Get I some mean, ass. Oof, yeah, to have to start putting some weight on, like <laughs> when, with my squats. Yeah. What about CM Punk? Oh, he's lovely. Yeah. He, you know, fellow fellow Chicagoan. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's he's lovely. Yeah, we're here. Amy Garcia, Amy, uh, thank you so much for the interview. Can you let people know you're on this thing to Below the Belt Show and just tell them who you are and your projects? Sure. Um, yeah, my Instagram is Amy Garcia for Reels, the number four and then Reels. Uh, Twitter is Amy underscore Garcia. And then TikTok may be coming soon, so I don't oh. even know when that would be. Well, get your dancing ready. I know, I know. It is my medium, it seems, but, I, you know, I would just be starting. So, anyway. All right, Amy, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, no chance in hell. And a great interview um, that Chachi did with the beautiful Amy Garcia. Wow. You know, that's back when they used to have the best um, entrance songs that would get you, like, pumped up. And, you know, yeah. it must be good. If they're still using it, like, over 20 years later. Yeah, they didn't They didn't reboot his song. They didn't give him a new entrance yeah. theme. They, they kept the old school 
um, theme. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to uh, Vince McMahon and WWE shortly. Just a couple more things before we get into that. Um, over on Netflix, number 12 on my list, um, The Gray Man apparently, um, wow, killed it as far as the ratings uh, on Netflix, the number one position um, for this week. 88.6 million hours viewed. So I think now they're really starting to to know how to to monitor um, viewing on on streaming platforms. I know at first it was sort of a new thing that they had to kind of determine, but they definitely determined there was the number one um, number one film or between film and TV shows on Netflix that week. And I got a chance to check it out. Yes, I finally got to watch something. <laughs> as busy I am, but I. I got to admit, The Gray Man was really good, man. It was action-packed. Uh, it was good seeing Chris Evans as the heel. As, you know, he's usually the the protagonist, you know. He's the he's Steve Rogers. He's Captain America. But to see Steve Rogers as uh, the villain was very different and cool to see. And, of course, you know, Ryan Gosling. No, no, it, it's known that he's the villain. It's definitely not a spoiler. I know you want to watch it. Yeah, yeah it's in the trailers. Yeah, it's in the trailers, yeah. And, of course, Anna de Armas looking amazing. Let me know if you guys follow me on this one. Did Top Gun Maverick accidentally bring back the porn stash? Because I feel like it did. Yeah. <laughs> I think it you might know, like, have, dude. Like, and, and I get, like, people don't get, like, they did that in the movie because military guys do that, especially when they're on deployment or whatever. But, like, ever right. since that shit landed, now you got all kinds of people, like, rocking the porn stash. And it, it was a mistake then. too. Yeah, it's a mistake now. But then it's they're not... also rocking the mullet, too. I've the mullet's back, recently. too. I see a lot yeah. of... Dominic Mysterio's got a mullet, Sean. You know? Yeah. Great, great Jeez, what's up with the mullet yeah. coming back, dude? Yeah, I want, like, a put out a public service announcement and be like, guys, listen, I was in my formative years for the first time this thing was around, and it was the butt of jokes for the next 20 years. So, like, just be careful about how many pictures you take. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris Evans, you know, he he rocked the uh, rocked the mustache, the porn stash, whatever you want to call it, fairly well. Yeah, it looked dirty the whole time to me. It looked dirty like the it. whole time. <laughs> it looked dirty the whole time. <laughs> like, well, sad. Uh, well, you know, I won't say that because it's a spoiler. Um, so apparently they are going to do a Gray Man <laughs> sequel. Um, they want to uh make it a sprawling spy franchise. So. I mean, it was a $200 million budget for a film that wow. is going pretty much with a limited theater run and going straight to Netflix after that. I mean, that's – I know they want to make their coin back. So um, I'm just surprised a film like this, of this magnitude, went right. to Netflix, you know? So, well, they they've already made that money back. They already made the money, you think? Okay. Yeah, there are, yeah, there subs- are a lot of Netflix sub- subscribers out there, yeah. Subscriber base, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah how many subscribers are there to Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it probably hopefully did make their money back. I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. Um, it is the number one streaming platform, right? I mean, I, I know they've yeah, had some quarterly far. losses by far. Yeah. Oh. But um, is this number yeah. right? There's 220 million subscribers to Netflix. Yeah. Wow. Holy smokes. At fourteen dollars. So multiply a month. that times one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, how yeah, many people watch? Well, not not everybody watched it, but yes. They don't have to. If you pay for the subscription, it doesn't matter what you fucking watch, what you don't. Like, they are printing cash. Wow. That is 
outrageous guys <laughs> mm-hmm. um what else can we see on netflix guys uh there's another new teaser trailer for guillermo del toro's pinocchio this is a stop animation film that we did mention on the show before but this new um extended trailer looked pretty cool also michelle monahan playing a, a pair of devious twin sisters uh in a, in a trailer for the limited series called echoes Actually looks pretty good. I checked out the trailer. Michelle Monaghan is definitely a favorite of mine. And um, Stranger Things star Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson, was on uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, recently. And he talked about nearly missing the interview because he got detained by U.S. immigration. Apparently, uh, the immigration officer, one of them didn't recognize who he was. And um, apparently... Didn't believe that he said that he had to be on the Tonight Show until there was another second immigration officer that recognized him immediately and from the show. Him, <laughs> yeah, and he told he told him, "Dude, what the hell are you doing? That's Eddie Munster, man. You don't you have to detain him, you know." <laughs> like, and he actually asked him, "Do you come back next season?" And uh, uh, <laughs> and he's like, and then uh, Eddie, of course, said, "I don't know." Well, Joseph Quinn said, "I don't know." And he said, you better. And he gave me my passport. So that's a, that's a pretty nice story. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he'll be back. Do you think he'll be back? I mean, it seemed like he died. I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be back. It'll be the same way as like with um, um, what's his name from the season Billy? four? Billy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like kind of like a flashback or like a. OK. He'll show up as like a monster or whatever. Yeah. But you you definitely think he's dead. OK. Oh, I mean, he had, a, this... he had an awesome death. I mean, I think it'd be a waste to bring him back after that death. Most metal ever. <laughs> and if they couldn't bring him back, um, Barb with all that outcry for her, I thought they're gonna bring him back, um, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, poor Barb. She never got a second, uh, second shot, and she hasn't been able to. Character. Yeah, I know that's true, <laughs> but I, I I do remember reading that she hasn't had too much success since Stranger Things. Ah, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, by the way, f- fun anecdote for the record. My, so I had some cousins in town just for whatever. I, too bad I don't have like a screen capture that's like show from the show. I my older cousin Murdo, uh, back in the eighties looked dead ass like Billy from the show. Dead yeah. ass. And I dude the blonde hair, the whipsy mustache. He was a bigger <laughs> dude. Like he was a lady killer back in eighty eight. But killer, it's a very yeah. it's a very dated look. And then you know, <laughs> it, like you could do a side by side. His his wife was with him and like I brought it up and she's like, I've done it and she had it ready to go. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. I'll have to find a oh, way to get a hold of this pic and show the send it into the show sometime. <laughs> What's funny is like this one guy, uh, my cousin just um, graduated recently from college. And she had a bunch of like her friends and like people the family knew at her um, party, and the one guy looked just like um, Billy from Stranger Things, and he had like you know, kind of like the mullet, had the mustache, yeah, which is like him. Um, and I'm like, anybody told you look like Billy from Martin's Stranger cousin? Things? No, and I'm like, um, he's like, um, yeah, he's like, and he he actually was a lifeguard like like a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, at, yeah. at the pool, you know, at the local, local pool, and everybody you know definitely thought he looked like Billy um, then. So he's definitely like leaning into it, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the ladies seem to like that character, so. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right? so there you go. Um, all right. Um, but Winona, Winona doesn't get equal love. I don't know why. <laughs> from the 
Uh, let's see. Um, in your head, she's still young Winona. I know, now right? she's Yeah. In your brain, <laughs> you're thinking of 1990s Winona. Winona Ryder, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of her with Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Reality bites Winona. I know. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, Star Wars Acolyte. This is the next series on Disney Plus uh, coming out. Um, and apparently this is going to be the first live action that we'll see before episode one. So that's pretty cool. So this is a, a uh, time I questions. It's a timeline we haven't seen before. And it's okay. considered the High, High Republic. Um, and it's set uh, about a century before the events of The Phantom Menace. Okay. Are there any actors eight years or younger in the story? You know what? Um, Amanda Stenberg, who was eight years old when she did Hunger Games. Now she's a little older now, but she is the one of the leads. So, God damn it. Just, so it is it is a young it's a young person. Leading we don't film. need another Star Wars story about a kindergartner. Like, we're, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and this is Leslie Headland uh, from Russian Doll. She's gonna be show running this series, and uh, I am, nah, I don't know. I Russian mean, what the hell is Russian Doll? Russian Doll is actually a really good show on Netflix. It's uh, remember Natasha Leone, American Pie fame. She leads that show, and uh, it's pretty much like the Groundhog Day effect. Where it's the it's the it's the crazy chick from Orange Is the New Black, the the drug and, addict. Yes. Wow. And and of course American Pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, she led that series, a Russian Doll, and that that got a second season. And uh, but yeah, I really don't know anything other than that it's going to be set essentially before Episode One. That's all we know about mm-hmm. about it so far. Uh, and the era of the High Republic, where Jedi were at their strongest, and the Sith were believed to have been eradicated. So. Apparently so that ended up basically there's no villains. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, I guess there's no Sith, uh, no Jedi or Sith villains, but there's probably other other uh, types of antagonists. Um, let's see, Harvey Keitel joining National Treasure on Disney Plus. We just uh, heard uh, your interview a couple weeks ago, Chachi, of uh, Justin Bartha from National Treasure at the Creative Coalition event, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, um, Harvey Keitel, pretty big name, um, will be joining uh, National Treasure. Um, let's see. Yeah, we, we, only, we only need a series for National Treasure, especially without Nick Cage. Like, you know, they didn't announce him yet, but he, he you know, and uh, you know, Justin yeah, a cameo or whatever. But yeah, he'll he'll probably have a cameo. Beat every franchise to death. My God. Every franchise. Like, yeah. What? It's just sitting around like, what franchise can we milk that we haven't milked yet? Exactly. Exactly. Gummy bears. Uh, oh gosh. So um Hopper from Stranger <laughs> Things and the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal will be teaming up for an HBO limited series called My Dentist Murder Trial. What the heck? My Dentist Murder Trial. <laughs> sounds like a true crime thing. Yeah, it's based on a true story. That's right. So, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it sounds like if something sounds super fucking weird and it's a limited series, somebody did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> it's Dr. Gilberto Nunez's indictment in the death of his friend Thomas Coleman. Yeah. Um, wow. And it's based on a New York New Yorker article titled "My Dentist Murder Trial: Adultery, 
false identity, false identities, and lethal sedation. Oh, we already know it's going to happen. The dentist uses some lethal, lethal sedation. Jesus. Yeah, but you don't know how fucked up it's gonna be. If he's a dentist, he can change dental records, right? So maybe he like whacks somebody yeah. and like swaps their teeth out, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the you're body already, gets you, misidentified. You're it's already like, telling <laughs> me the the plot of this show, and I don't need to watch it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Kate Winslet, uh, she loves HBO. She's sticking with HBO. She did the Mayor of Easttown, which is awesome. But she'll be producing a new HBO limited series called The Palace. Tells a story of one year within the walls of a palace of an authoritarian regime as it begins to unravel. Okay. Um, this has a very plain title, so I don't think it's based on a true story. <laughs> Does have that weird, wacky title that you're alluding to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's All right. Enough. Yeah, right? Um, let's see over on Apple. Uh, oh, man. I can't believe Leonardo DiCaprio is doing a movie that's going straight to Apple TV. That's crazy. So this is um, Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons, um, and apparently it's based on the best-selling novel *Killers of the Flower Moon*, and um, slated uh, for 2023 by Apple. Um, wow. Well, you know, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised because uh, he Leonardo did um, *Don't Look Up* for Netflix, which went directly to Netflix. So. Apple TV um, definitely wants to, um, you know, do the same thing and then bring original movies to their platform. Um, and Jason Momoa has one more trailer for his show C, which I have not seen yet. Um, I've really heard nobody watching Jason Momoa's show on Apple, uh, the C uh, film. Um, but yeah, apparently, it's on Apple. It's on because it's on Apple TV, right? I mean, the trailer looked cool. But it looked like it had some really cool cinematography. Um, but uh, anyways, Adult Swim, let's see. Rick and Morty, they just set their premiere date. Um, it's going to, yeah, we're getting season six on September 4th, Chachi. They actually uh, promoted the upcoming season with uh, Rick and Morty bearing their six-pack abs. <laughs> so I guess they went to another uh, – dimension and got those apps i guess i don't know um i'm surprised that it's coming out that soon yeah we just saw like season five it seemed right, right. it wasn't too long ago i'm sure i'm used to waiting like several years before uh, in between seasons of uh, rick and morty but definitely not the case i mean i've been watching the whole um series like um last year after that season came out you did and, you did, and I, I was Proud disappointed in the final season um or the last season that they had you know, I didn't think it was the same quality as the rest of the season, which I thought were amazing. I'm glad so you they bring that quality amazing. back. Yeah. Because at first you're like, I tried one episode. I don't know if it's for me, but you're like, okay, let me give it a second oh, yeah. shot. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's yeah, so good. it's so good. It's really I, good. I'm with Chachi though. Like the last season, it felt like it got a little too meta, like a yeah. little too meta. Right? It's kind like, of like a parody yeah. of themselves last season. I yeah. Yep. I get it, man. Like, you know, I've never had to write a show for like five, six seasons. I'm sure like it's really hard to stay fresh. But <laughs> yeah. because that because that show's so good and so funny and so quick. Right. Like, like you guys stay on task. It's so creative, too, man. I don't yeah, know how to like, come up with this shit. a good thing. It's crazy. Demand excellence of you. Excellence. Yes. That's like All right. Dream, dream team get a silver. You're like, how dare you? It's not what you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
let's see. You're almost done on the list. Uh, number 17 is miscellaneous TV. So this is, doesn't really have any category. But uh, Margot, when we talked about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, you know, going to Apple TV, this is a surprising one. Margot Robbie, going back to the TV show that I guess brought her her first acting gig in Australia, and that's the Australian soap Neighbors. Uh, which is really surprising. I mean, she played uh, Donna in Neighbors from 2008 to 2011, and then she rose to superstardom with uh, Wolf of Wall Street, as you know. Um, yeah, one of her best roles. <laughs> and I think you know why I think that's one of her best roles because she's. Very Everyone naked. knows why you think it's one of her best roles. <laughs> Wait, why was that? <laughs> lots of nudity. Lots of nudity. Okay. Nudity. <laughs> <laughs> this is Al we're talking about here. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But I'm I'm kind of surprised to see Margot Robbie just go back to. I mean, she's yeah. kind of like that's kind of cool. She's doing, come, maybe she's yeah. doing a friend a favor, you know, because like she can now command any price at the box office for yeah. any reason. Like even in the movies, yeah, that's like, she's that's like Leonardo was, going back to Growing Pains. Yeah, that's yeah, Leonardo. Thing, right? Well, so. if that was still around, but Growing Pains right. is not around. Yeah, so like maybe, yeah, maybe like you know. Maybe somebody got in trouble. The production team's losing money. They throw out a hell marriage. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll throw you a bone. I'll come back for like a three episode arc. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, one of the iconic um, names in in television shots is Norman Lear, and yeah, yeah he turned one hundred today. That's actually on my birthday list. But they're celebrating his career in um, on ABC uh, with a special um, in September. Um, but wow, I'm so glad he made it to to 100 years. Remember, we're really yeah, waiting. Betty White, I'm afraid it. Yeah, was so close, and she didn't make it to 100. And we're, you know, and yeah, happy birthday, Norman Lear. Uh, but he's Definitely. gonna get the special. Always about somebody who mixes it up, you know, that old, and like you can celebrate him and not be like, like, oh, I guess he died or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Chachi, I know you'll be upset to hear this. Uh, Full Frontal with Samantha B has been canceled after seven seasons. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't Who watched any of those seven seasons? No. Only the episode no. I'm in. I, I do have a, <laughs> uh, a player role. Are, are you are you in an episode of one of those? I am. Yes, I'm in the masked employee. You can see me as one of the fired employees that has oh. to do like a singing competition. Uh, I've never a seen a single episodes. episode of the show, but if you tell me which episode you're in, I'll tell you exactly what episode. Yes. I'll tell you exactly what episode. What season is that? It's uh, the January episode of uh, 2018. It's a weekly show. So I, I think with these type of format shows, there's no, I don't think there's an episode number per se, but uh, I remember that it dropped on Martin Luther King Day of 2018. So. If you look for it, it's actually on YouTube. You can actually see it on YouTube. Look at Al trying to take the glory from MLK. Oh! <laughs> and that fucked up. Oh, gosh. Josh, come Damn, on, Al. Um, so check that Wait. out, guys. Want to check, check out uh, yours truly. Um, I know Sean's into the award shows. The VMA's uh, oh. nominees were just announced. Sean, are you excited about any of these nominees? I don't know about excited. Has anybody seen any of these videos? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. That is a very good point. Um, I mean, they don't even play the videos. They play reality television, and they're celebrating music. So, yeah. I don't know what's going yeah. on with MTV. 
But like Kendrick Lamar, Jack Harlow, and Lil Nas X lead the nominations with seven each. Um, Doja Cat, Harry Styles call, follow close closely with six nods. Uh, Billie Eilish, Drake, Dua Lipa, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, and The Weeknd have five. So uh, just a few. Video of the show, years. The show will be on. The show will be on thirteen networks at the same time. Oh yes, you're right. Really? CW, BET. CMT Comedy Central, Nickelodeon. Yeah. So is that really? exclusive on MTV anymore? No, they play it on 13 different ones. So it doesn't matter if you watch MTV. They count all the ratings all together. That's so weird. Well, I think they had to do that, right? Because I think that's a good, that was a good uh, move. You know, especially well, for those. They figured that the ratings were going down on MTV. So they're like, oh, shoot, if you happen to flip the channel. You, you're going to hit one of the 13. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, so yeah. I remember how big of a deal the VMAs used to be. They oh, they were huge. Huge. Like, I mean, yeah. like, like they had cups and commercials for, for Taco Bell. Like everybody was talking yes. about the VMAs. And they were hella fun to attend too, man. And it's always with something that's going to happen that's going to make you like yeah. talk about it the next day. Madonna, Britney Spears. Isn't this our running Kiss? thing of how you've never invited me to a VMA? <laughs> yeah, man. VMA's a hot ticket, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I just wanted one. <laughs> you just wanted yeah, one. Well, all the good ones are over now, so you're How many years have you been on the show, Sean? It's <laughs> uh, a long time, Al. It's a long time, Al. <laughs> A, he's been at least to like 13 of them. 13 now. <laughs> Don't worry, been, we'll get pictures again this year. We will, we will. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's in New Jersey. Oh, well, that's even easier, right? Got so close, Al. No, right? In Newark, New, New Jersey. Uh, well, there you go. Um, well, just a couple of the oh, nominees. So Let's throw them out. Me, got me Let's throw them. Well, well, first of all, I got to see if I can get myself. <laughs> uh, all right, so video uh, of the year Doja Cat, Drake, Ed Sheeran, Shivers, Harry Styles, As It Was, Lil Nas X, Industry Baby, Olivia Rodrigo, Brutal, and Taylor Swift. All too well. Um, I heard they were trying to cancel Doja Cat. Did you hear that? Oh, because of the the whole thing with Will Byers. Uh, I don't the, know what it was for. Thing. I guess I guess she like she said some shit in some chat rooms because she, she said like, some never shit. filters. She said some shit DM yeah. from Stranger Things, asking uh, for Eddie Munson on a date or something, and apparently yeah. he shared the DM. Uh, Noah Schnapp shared the DM. So fuck Doja Cat. Why don't you just message Joseph Quinn? Maybe he doesn't have social media. But she could have just messaged, you know, Joseph Quinn somehow. But you're going to message, like, what, a 17-year-old kid? Of course he's going to share it. <laughs> look what, well, look like, what Doja Cat just messaged me, like... you know? And apparently she got really pissed off. And then the Stranger Things get, fans got pissed off at her for getting pissed off at him. Right. And just, I don't know. People are too damn sensitive, man. Yeah. A... <laughs> I don't know. Who is Dojo Cat? It's a, it's just like a, a hot a hot pop singer chick. She related to MC Scat Cat. <laughs> yeah. You really are the king of the eighties, man. 
All right, Artist of the Year, Bad Bunny, Drake, Ed Sheeran, Harry Styles, Jack Harlow, Lil Nas X, and Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo. You got a cat. You got a, um, a bad bunny, you said. You got a, you got a, a bad bunny. A lizard. lizard. Yeah. It's a whole menagerie <laughs> of what the hell is this? Yeah, weird-ass like animals. <laughs> uh, best new artist. All right. Baby Keem, <laughs> Dove Cameron, Gail Lotso. Exactly. Monoskin and Ooh. 17. It sounds like you made up every one of those fucking names. Well, I haven't Monoskin heard of does. a single one of those artists. Monoskin is really awesome. They do that. Nobody um, has. Have you heard that song, I'm Begging? I'm begging, begging you. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. But that's a, but yeah, that's yeah I don't want to hear it now. That's, that's not yeah. their Wait, song. Wait, how does that go again? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Yeah, it's a good it's a good track. Um, it's a remake. It's a remake, but it, it they they like do a better job than the original. Oh, it's a great tune, but I'm saying that like they didn't write it. Yeah, but they yeah they didn't write it, but they still got best new artist. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of cool for them. All right, song of the year. All right, Adele, Easy yeah. on Me, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever, Doja Cat, Woman, Elton John and Dua Lipa, Cold Heart, great song by the way. Uh, Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber stay and Lizzo about damn time. I've heard that song so many times. Jesus, about damn time. <laughs> That's actually a catchy song. Have you heard that song, guys? It's about damn time. How's it go? I'm gonna I need a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need some more bars. I know, right? Yeah, how's it's about damn time. That's all I know. <laughs> There's a lot of rapping in it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's catchy i don't know it sounds catchy yes yeah all right uh gossip tidbits number 19 um chris rock finally addressed the slap during a recent comedy show wow so this is what he said anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face <laughs> he said i'm not a victim yeah that shit hurt motherfucker but i shook that shit off and went to work the next day I don't go to the hospital for a paper cut. All right. So that's good for you. That's the first comment he made, uh, I guess, publicly. Message to millennials and Gen Z. Quit being bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Does Will Smith ever really came out and spoke about it yet? Yeah, he no. said like a he he, he? he posted oh, he an apology, he apology on on Instagram. But he no, but he hasn't really had a sit down interview or anything yet. Has right? not had a sit down interview. No, 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 no not, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden, President Joe, uh, Sleepy Joe for the sun, has been improving significantly since uh, um, being diagnosed with COVID-19. Yeah, apparently okay. he's negative as of today. And he's finally negative. Good. Okay. Yeah, I taking... know that because all of my crypto investments rebounded and are up like 15%. It was looking oh. bleak when he was going to die. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like about nine hours ago, he got cleared oh, and it he's... has... Has helped me out financially. Vaxxed and boosted. <laughs> he, he took that Paxlovid wow. antiviral drug, so he's going to be yeah. okay. Ethereum up 17% in the last nine hours. Jeez. Wow, there you go. 17%. Jeez. Best thing the president ever did for me was not die <laughs> was, today. Was not die from COVID. <laughs> was <yeah>. not die. <laughs> Seth Meyers got COVID, too. Just and apparently, Yeah, apparently he had to cancel the rest of this week's episodes. Um, because yeah, I mean, the scheduled guests and the viewers, I mean, can, can host a show with COVID. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, 
it's 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 coming back, but god damn it, hopefully to not the extent it had been in this past winter and of course. But uh we can only hope, right guys? We can only hope. All right, this is what everyone's looking forward to, guys. WWE talk. WWE founder and CEO Vince McMahon stepped down as CEO of the company. Um, Sean is our resident uh, expert in the world of wrestling. What does this mean for the company? Um, probably something good. You know, you're going to have uh, new ideas. Uh, didn't hurt the stock price at all. So, yeah. Triple H is back in power. Will he be controlling NXT again? I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I think NXT was the best when oh. Triple H was running it. Um, so maybe he, control, he controls everything now. And tri- Triple H, as far as controlling all of creative now, I think is a very positive thing. Do you think some talent will return to the company? Because uh, as you know, when Vince stepped down, um, well, when Vince was in power, that is. A lot of really popular talent that I just can't explain got released, you know, and uh, I don't know if it was Vince McMahon's call, but ultimately I think he does have the final say, doesn't he? It was his call, yes. Yeah. So um, I'd like to see like a Bray Wyatt or a John Morrison or even a Braun Strowman return to the company. I mean, uh, those were three of three talents that I was just really sad to see go. And of course there's like those that are under contract now with AEW, like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, which I don't know if we'll ever see them return, but I hope to see them return one day, you know? One of them you will, the other one you won't. Daniel Bryan Please. you think will return one day. That's who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, his right? wife is still his wife is still there, yes. Well his wife is well, his wife is more of a just uh, makes occasional appearances. Is she right. still under contract? Uh, yeah, there's some contract there still. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Does Vince have no um, say now in the WWE? Well, he's still majority stockholder. Zero. Right? Yeah, he's still a majority That's shareholder. That's the only thing he has left. That's it. Yeah. But luckily for him, it's 80%. 80%. Wow. Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. But you don't think you don't think I mean he's I mean Stephanie's still there. I mean you don't think he has input on in what he wants and they're gonna respect his wishes. Mm. Uh, that's tough. I mean the only thing I can say is now the federal government's involved. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a very good point. So that's the main reason. Even though he says as as I approach seventy-seven years old. I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and entertain you. I'd like to thank my family for their contributing to our success. I'd like to thank all our past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would like to thank our fans for allowing us into your homes every week and being your choice of entertainment. What this McMahon said made no mention about the allegations. Um... So uh, what do we know about those allegations? Well, apparently he's paid $14.6 million in unrecorded expenses from 2006 to 2022 um, and apparently had to revise previous financial results to account for the payments. And uh, 
apparently he paid for those personally, right, Sean? From his own personal bank account, not not company money. Um, yes, and- but because it's publicly traded, you still had to make a filing for it. Wow. Jeez. So who were these women? They didn't really like talk Good about question. who these Yeah. There's only been like rumors and, and hearsay. That's the popular word from the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Hearsay, yeah, hearsay. I, yeah, I read an article that mentioned uh, employees tangentially, but they also said it was like undisclosed, whatever. So. Undisclosed, yeah. Yeah. Some was some were probably corporate, uh, but I imagine some were actually on camera talent. Some of the WWE divas and superstars. Um, mm-hmm. Rumors that had been uh, anyone from uh, um, Don Marie was one rumored name. Uh, Ashley Massaro. Ooh, who, nice, Don Marie. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, at, no. As, it, I, okay, so it was she can eliminate her because she was pregnant at the time. She was pregnant at the time, and it wasn't Vince. With whose baby? You don't, you don't, you don't know what he's into. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't get him. You can't get somebody yeah. double pregnant. Uh, could keep all options on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Don Marie and who else? The other, uh, the other possibility, or the rumored name is uh, Ashley Massaro. The um, who also did Survivor and Ashley sadly is no longer with us. She uh, she passed away. Um, so those how did, are how did Vince bang her? Oh, I don't know, but again, That's this funny. is this is, well, no, this is there was this more other legend. stories with her that uh, you know allegedly that she was sexually assaulted during one of the uh, tribute to the troop shows. Oh wow. By yeah. somebody in the military and they quieted that didn't ruin oh, their relationship they, with the military. They tried, oh boy, they tried to sweep that under the rug, huh? Jeez. Yeah. Unreal, man. So that was not McMain's doing, but there's a lot of other allegations. That's the thing is like as far as Vince know, is concerned, it's all it seemed like it was all con- consensual from what we're hearing so far, right? And and yeah. the money that was paid yeah. for them to to not talk about it, so he can still, you know, be happily married to Linda. I'm guessing. Exactly right. Yeah. It's just hush money. Yeah. This I guess. this only came out because the roommate of one of the girls mm-hmm. is the one who's leaked the story out. Wow. And then once she That's leaked funny. the story out, all of a sudden here comes the rest of. Them. Holy right. smokes! Yeah. But they always pile on, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, no, nobody who signed an NDA said anything. Yeah, because you want to keep the cash. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so, probably why. That's probably why they're not going to come out then, right? So because yeah, so that they, leads me to a question: If it comes out, does he get the money back? Oh wow, that's he crazy. Should, yeah. Yeah, non-disclosure agreement. I mean, I'm assuming he has good lawyers. They're pretty ironclad. It's the, like you get this to not disclose. So right. he has great lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But now, now, now they, the, the only thing, yeah, the thing would be interesting is if you are not the one who discloses it, right? If somebody else puts it out there. And then, like, you're called in court to testify about it. That'd be, you know, I don't know how that works, but it's interesting. Wow. This is a, wow, I guess more will be revealed uh, as the investigation uh, continues. Hey, did you ever think it's possible that Vince would be back? No. I think he's done. I think he's done. Yeah. 
I mean, I hate to see him like leave. Well, there's too much money on the table. Here's the thing: if it wasn't a publicly traded company, he'd be there today. Ah, there you go. But now you got you got your deal with Fox. You got your billion dollar deal with USA. You got you know you got all these billions of dollars coming in. And Peacock, he can't, he can't be there. Yeah, billion dollars. Which Peacock, he, he which he set there. up all that. Yes, he did. I mean, I hate to see him like you know. This is the way that he goes out after all these years. Yeah, he doesn't get to say goodbye. Yeah, especially if it's only because he um, was trying to hide it from Linda. We don't really know I, the story. Yeah, and we don't know if any of these allegations are misconduct or you know sexual misconduct or assault so that's what that's another thing i know we're, we're, well, we're talking well, that's what they're saying is that no, it seems like none of this was you know classifies as an assault or anything okay okay it's it's immorally wrong obviously right but criminally no right like it was people were saying this is like a business deal that both parties agreed to yeah you know, once you sign that contract and you take that money, it's you know. Yeah. I mean, how many? How many are we up to now? What, twelve, fourteen, something like that? Yeah, fourteen million. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, it's, it's still run. It's still running. But uh, sorry, the company will still be run by the family, as Stephanie McMahon will be co-CEO with Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the WWE president? Isn't it interesting how there's a Nick Khan and a Tony Khan? Nick Khan's yeah. WWE and t- Tony Khan's AEW, and they're both the cons. cons have taken over. The cons it's a long term storyline they've been working on. You guys don't see the puppet master behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah, they're probably <laughs> brothers, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is puppet master. Three years from now, they're going to run into each other um, like the World War series. <laughs> right, right. You're going to see this merger. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, the the Pumpmaster is probably um, KillerCon. KillerCon, <laughs> yes. <laughs> who's that? Um, who's that one wrestler from the um, pro wrestling game? Wasn't it a King Corn Con or something? Was oh name? yeah, yeah, King Corn oh. Con. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. you remember that? Too? I can't remember the name. Eight-bit Nintendo. King Star Corn Man was my motherfucker. Oh, Starman was the best with that. Yeah. Starman yeah. had that cool move. Yeah, that flying yeah, yeah, kickback thing. And he had the cool mask because he was from the that, Mexican luchador school. That was school. one of the yeah. best pro wrestling yeah. games next to. Who, all right. Oh yeah. Next who to was no your, Who was your nemesis? Because we all in those old games always you guys that you liked and then guys that you hated. Who did you hate in that game? Oh God. Well, the only ones that you guys. Okay. Um, wow. I mean, Starman and the Ric Flair. For me, wannabe. it was King Slender. I fucking hated King Slender. Oh, King Slender. <laughs> who I, I hated was the, the one. Ric Flair wannabe, like the big blonde guy. Yeah. Well, who's the one that was like a um, that would would bite you? Amazon. The green, the green one. Yes, I hated him. Yeah, because he did like the face bite and then like the. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Starman was my favorite though. Yeah, Starman, Starman was great. Was or yeah, or who's the one the that did one. the great um, power drivers? Oh, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. The only other character was was Black Panther, who did like the iron face grip. Remember they like he palm you. Oh my God! Marvel <laughs> will be all about that one. Hmm. Yeah, Black Panther. Calling their lawyers, but uh, King Slender did the backbreaker. I don't know. Who did. Maybe it was King Corn Karn who did the power driver. King Corn Karn. I think, I think, yeah. I think two did a power driver. And Hayabusa. 
Oh, oh that's Lapusa right. That was another one. Yes, that was. Dude, that game Holy would never shit. get that was a good one. It'd be called so racist. You got King Gordon Card for the Asian dude is not okay. Here it is. Yeah, fighter, <laughs> fighter, Habusha, Giant Panther. Yeah. It was Giant Panther, not Black Panther. Giant Panther. Yeah, Giant, Giant Panther. Panther. Yeah. Ken Corn yeah. Karn, King Slender, yeah. Starman, and the Amazon. So I think um, Fighter Habusha was the one that did the power drivers. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I think wow. King Corn Karn did too. Yeah, all of them just absolute stereotypes of their region of the world. <laughs> yeah, Star- yeah, yeah, Starman was from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Corn mm. was from Korea. He's never tried to space. Japan. Yeah. Wow. King, Slend- King-, King Slender, um, USA, and then Amazon from Parts Unknown. Right. Man, you <laughs> <laughs> really want to make your big story. Parts Unknown. I wish that game was on it. that uh, that um, you know Emulator. the new NES classic that came oh, out with yeah, 30 yeah. games. Uh, Pro Wrestling's not on there. I wish it was. Yeah, I remember. I remember the music from that game. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I play that game incessantly. That's crazy. But you could, um, get, you could get counted out of the ring. You get counted out for twenty seconds. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> but but I did want to talk about Vince McMahon before we talk a couple more yeah. things before we wrap up the show. Um, I guess is there a favorite storyline or angle or moment Vince McMahon um, had for you? Maybe a specific uh, memory or thing you saw that that you liked on WWE television and uh i guess i'll start um i guess my favorite was really the um austin versus mcmahon um bedpan scene where (laughs) steve austin hit mcmahon over the head while he was in you know in his you know hospital gown with a bedpan (laughs) definitely one of the the funniest moments uh in uh austin and um and Vince during their amazing feud that they had in the Attitude Era, of course. Um, and uh, honorable mention, I really liked how they brought Bischoff into the WWE because obviously they were rivals. They were real life enemies, you know, WCW versus WCW, right? You know, and uh, well, he hated them. Yeah, but, you know, McMahon brought Bischoff on as an employee. He was a manager for a while, and money, eventually, money, money. they eventually had a. Uh, Bischoff on trial thing. <laughs> the problem Where, is they brought uh, him in too late, though. Yeah. If they would have brought, brought him in during. In too late. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have brought in like Bischoff during the invasion angle. Yeah. It would have been huge. What was cool I think about they waited, that? Like, two years, right? They waited two years to bring Bischoff yeah. in. Yeah. But I think uh, the, what made this one memorable is the fact that it was a, a real life feud that was brought to television. So that, yeah, for yeah. me, that was a, a memorable moment. Uh, Chachi, do you have a, a Vince McMahon memory or, or moment? I mean, of course. I mean, the Attitude Era was the best era, and, and of course, you know when Vince first um, pretty much started the Attitude Era when he um, did the whole um, the whole speech about um, how Brett screwed Brett. You know how he how how, how you know Vince didn't screw Brett. Brett screwed Brett, and kind of yeah. started the whole Mr. McMahon heel character, which he ran with it because at the, at the time. Everybody was leaving WWF um, and going into WCW, and you know, so he started like building it around people who would not leave, you know, and that would would be himself. So he made himself a major heel. But you know, one of the most I think probably one of the fun moments I remember is um, during the was really the first Slammies, which um, what are they? Um, 
bill it as like the 64th annual Slammys or whatever they did. 64th annual, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was back when you didn't really know that Vince was the owner of the company. Oh, and you right. Thought he was just like on-air talent, you know, a commentator. <laughs> well, the kids, but, you know, the adults. Did. Yeah, and you know, he's up there at the Slammys singing um, "Stand Back." <laughs> which I tried to find for the classic cut, but it, I don't think they it's have it, that play. album How streaming. How did you find that? They still play that. Stand back. Yeah, yeah. that would have been which an Andre's option, but... theme song. No chance mm-hmm. in hell is a definitely dope song, but uh... yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, just definitely um, credit to Vince. I mean, anybody who's a fan of wrestling who has had been a fan of wrestling at any point in time owes, you know, the whole genre to Vince. You know, because if not, you'd see like the small like regional promotion still. I mean, he was the first one to take it national, to um, get the best um, wrestlers from every territory. Mm-hmm. And you know, almost went bankrupt during the '90s. You know, when WCW started taking over, and fought like hell to save the company. So I mean, I don't know what the future's gonna hold for him. I hope people don't try to bury him because, you know, he's he's the one that that made wrestling. You know, for better or for worse, even for the the stuff that you don't like about wrestling now, I mean, he made it all. Like him and him and yeah. Hogan, basically. Yeah, to have this to paint him in a negative light, um, you know, it could tarnish his legacy with some people, you know. Um, yeah. but he certainly, um, yeah, he 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 paved the way for for pro wrestling to be a viable form of entertainment, you know. Um, is he in the Hall of Ma- Fame? He's not in the Hall no, of Fame. He refused to put himself in. But yeah, I think I wouldn't do it either. But I think now that he's retired, he he, could, he certainly could be uh, in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Martin, do you have a favorite of uh, Vince McMahon? Uh, I know I'm not sure how much you follow wrestling I mean, back in the day, but the storylines I like. They're his responsibility, but he wasn't in there. Like I was, I'm a huge Undertaker guy. Like for me, like yes. there's just there's no equal. And that storyline that he built up where, like, The Undertaker wouldn't fight Kane. And then he had that great rivalry with Taker and Shawn Michaels where, you know, he he supposedly died. And he goes back to hell to tell his parents that he has to fight him now. Like, that shit was phenomenal, right? Like, I was was there for all that. I was there for, like, the lights going out of the arena, Hellfire coming up out of the the sides, man, just the pageantry of that yeah. was you know nuts and it's not that like wrestling wasn't over the top it was always over the top yeah. but you know then they went like supernatural and otherworldly and somehow uh, triple made h, some... it was the triple h bang katie vick yeah yeah yeah, yeah katie vick yeah. <laughs> yeah but like you know to still somehow made you like care about where it was going or what was going to happen right. next it's just like an, an excellent storyteller the other thing i can say is that uh what I will give him is like that with the first time he fought Austin where like he came out in the leotard and this was like pre steroids fits. Cause later on he got on the juice <laughs> and he got rigged. He got but that juice, first, yeah. that first time he came out just as him and everybody who's not a performer doesn't know how hard that is to do. And right. like him, just him in that one piece, like putting himself out there, especially like with another like super jacked charismatic guy in the ring, like that takes balls to do. So like I always had incredible respect for him for that moment of like, you know, being a 50 year old plus guy and, and, and put it out there on TV. So good right. for him for nutsacking up. 
and now You're he's right, 70, because like um, I mean, he'd have the, he'd have all the wrestlers do crazy stuff, but then he'd be out there doing it too, and so would right. um, Shane. Shane McMahon. So it's, yeah. it's not like he would have them do stuff that he wouldn't do himself. I mean, he would do the, all that crazy shit, taking all these um, insane bumps. Yeah, right. and like like you're not wrong, but like Shane, like he's also a younger guy, so it didn't impress me as much. Like, yeah, for for like Vinny to step in there and do it, I was like, all right, man, good for you. You're you're walking the walk. That was huge. I got a sound bite for you guys. It is time for the wrestling news with Chunk Shady. Don't hate the player, hate the game. So Shady. Yes. <laughs> I think that's about 20 years old. <laughs> Shady, do you have a favorite Vince McMahon moment? Oh, uh, probably when he was uh, the victim of the beer bath. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, like, I mean, you've never seen anything like that happen. And it's just like the people didn't care, man. The crowd was getting splattered with beer and it was just craziness yeah i think a lot of, i don't know if they can get away with that today right hell no somebody want to sue somebody yeah, some, yeah. Some, some care to get upset yeah it's a different time <laughs> some mom yeah. would call the board right. I just got my hand done. yeah, yeah. <laughs> back then man we'd, you, we'd be screaming and like yeah we got splattered <laughs> with beer <laughs> so it was just you know he created a lot of uh a lot of good times you know now, everything wasn't perfect, but your your first memories were definitely be presented by him. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, nothing was better than when like they were getting their ass kicked by WCW, and then um, they started turning it around um, WWE, and is really um, putting out like the best show on TV. Even though they weren't ahead in the ratings at the time, it was better TV, and it took oh. a while for it to catch up. In like, Dude, I tell people become number all the one. Time. I tell people all the time, go back and watch Raw in 1997 because oh nobody was watching it because everybody was watching Nitro. But if you yeah. go back now and watch those Raws from 1997, dude, those are some of the best episodes ever because they were just throwing anything to see what would stick to the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's at the you time where you could say and do anything you wanted. It was like the you know, 90s. It was like, you know, Howard Stern and like. Mm-hmm. Everything was like like trying to be shocking. The girls going wild. It was all that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, girls going wild. Yeah. <laughs> so watch the um documentary series. Um, the um, what's it called? Is it's on the um. On the biography. The Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Oh, Monday Night yes. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like twenty episodes. But if you've never seen the um. Attitude Era and you know all the stuff in the '90s. You know, d- definitely watch it. Or if you if you did live through it, watch it again because there's so many good memories in there. All the stuff that happened during that era, you know, against WCW. Uh, and WCW was, was great in the beginning, but then they got horrible, but was still number one for like a long time after that. Remember, they were so big that Monday Night Football they wanted to pay them to move Raw off Monday Night. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how do you what do you feel about the current um, product of um, Raw and SmackDown? Oof. It, it, it's not that it's bad. It's just, yeah, I don't know, like paint by numbers, you know, like they're very simple. Right. 
But it's because they have $3 billion on the line. So I I totally understand. Like, okay, the Attitude Era, you couldn't do that today. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. You know, there's there's no way you can have uh, guys beating up women. You can't have the whole train anymore. You know, Ron Panties match, hot lesbian action. Remember that? And Vince McMahon oh yes, Vince McMahon <laughs> dropped the end bomb on Raw. Did yeah, you know that? yeah, yeah it leaned, leaned into oh, it, it, right? Like, didn't go soft. Leaned all the way in. He, right, he leaned all the way in and dropped the end bomb. I was like, holy shit! And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's out there on YouTube if you if you need to see it, guys. You know, and people laughed at you know back then when DX dressed up like the Nation of Domination. Now that's got a different meaning. Yeah, now. you're right. <laughs> there was yeah. there was black. It wasn't there blackface in that. It was completely black. Kind of purple. Purple. I don't know. It was just yeah. I, I mean, think it, these, I think it was a dark purple. It was a different yeah. era than guys. It was yeah. crazy, crazy. But that was the fun, oh, yeah. most fun TV. I mean, you would watch. Flip back and forth between Raw and Nitro, and like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole night because it wasn't like you had a DVR back then. You could watch, uh, you could just tape uh, up shows. Exactly with no DVR back then, so you yeah. had to flip so, the channel back and forth. Right, so they would try to be as shocking as possible to get you to like turn to their channel and stay there and not flip back to the other channel. So they would try to outdo each other, and you got the the best wrestling that you ever going to get in your lifetime. It'll never be that good again. Yeah. Can you imagine and, if they try to do a Braun panties match today? I know. And plus, they at the can't, time, you they can't even figure... have Victoria's Secret models anymore. So I don't no, think they can. No. No, but <laughs> they, there'd, be, they, there'd be people picketing outside tomorrow. They, yeah. They, yeah. Any and yeah, the Victoria's Secret models. Of course, you can't have Braun. Well, people people would pick it back then because you had the whole like um, um, RTC angle, which um, at the time that the was it the parent the parent. Parent teacher conference um, group yeah. that always try to get Raw canceled. But back then, they didn't care. Like, they didn't bow down to these groups. They were like, well, fuck it. We're going to make fun of those groups and make it a whole entire angle and, you know, and have a heel that is supposed to be like, like this group that, you know, is trying to protest right. us. You know, but, you know, well, but back the, then, you know, back then, Vince was, gonna, was going bankrupt and this was his company that his, you know, dad started and he made super huge and he fought. And threw everything he could into it to have it survive, you know. And there's something special about that, where if you're a corporation, which is like how it is now, I mean, it's still family-run pretty much, but like, you know, just having like a, a company that you started yourself or or your your dad started, and you're gonna do whatever you can to save the family business, you know. And like, you're not gonna see that kind of stuff anymore. You know, I mean, he was he was listening to Vince Russo and working with him, and you had some of the best angles when both of them work together and one could cancel the other one, you know, if anything got too crazy. It was, it, it's sad. It's sad now. If I watch WrestleMania or any other kind of, um, or Raw, you know, it's, it's just sad watching it now of what it is now. You know, well, it's, there's, there's, there's still guys that go out there and bust their ass and all that kind well, of stuff, I'll but I mean, you you're going to have the crazy you. angles. I'll tell you what though, guys, watching the current WWE pro- uh, product, it seems like they're leaning more towards uh, going back to uh, TV 14 and and that you do hear an occasional, like, you know, curse word yeah. on, on, and on Raw. And look who's in charge now. Exactly. So. Who's in charge, Triple H? Yeah. All right. The person so. who thrived in TV 14. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we do have SummerSlam. The Sunday or the Saturday? Saturday, that's Saturday. right. They 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 don't want to compete with the 
football in the fall, so that they decided to put their pay-per-views on Saturday. I like um, the You like the Saturday show? So what are your um what are your thoughts on the card, uh Shady? Maybe we should uh talk about some of the matches. Uh we got Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match, and I really hope this is the last last time we see this match for a long time. I think we've seen well, it. Well, they one too advertise many times. this is the last time. The last. This is the last time we're going to see these guys fight. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, do you have a prediction? Oh, that belt's not going anywhere. Oh wow. Roman Reigns will will probably. Beat uh, Hogan's record and Pedro Morales' record. He, he's going to get to a thousand days, trust me. Wow! And then who's the number one holder for the longest number of days? Is it Bruno San Martino? Oh, uh, Bruno. He's got it's like twenty one hundred. So it's twenty one hundred. Holy shit! Okay, I don't know yeah, if they'll seven, go that seven, far. Seven and a half years. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they'll go that that far for him. But uh, no, but, but yeah. Roman's got two years. At least two more years as champ. No, he's he's got he's he's got two years right now, or he will. Wow, coming up pretty soon, yeah. Right, right. So yeah, I expect that match to be pretty exciting to watch. Um, it will be. I think people just mad because it's another rematch. That's all. Exactly. But uh, uh, Bianca but, Belair, the uh, defend against Becky Lynch. We've seen this match before, but uh, you know, um. Uh, you know, we'll 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 see if it's it's just as good as their last encounter at WrestleMania, uh, which was a good match. Um, now Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Why do I think this might be a squash match? Am I am I am I wrong to think that this could be a possibility? It should be. She should kill her. Yeah, I think I think Ronda Rousey is gonna quickly quickly um, win that championship back, no doubt. And then we have the Usos defend against the Street Profits for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship with, for whatever reason, Jeff Jarrett wants that spotlight as a guest referee. No clue why that's happening. <laughs> doesn't really well, no, it's, it's Nashville, Tennessee, that's why. Oh, it's Nashville. So he's kind of like the hero yeah. of Nashville. Yeah. We have Bobby Lashley defending against Theory for the United States title. And Theory's got money in the bank. Does he really need the United States title? But... Uh, Nonetheless, um, I don't know. I, I really think the kid's getting pushed too soon, too far, and I think that was really McMahon's call, Sean. And now that McMahon, and in fact, they did, you know, they did rib on uh, Theory a little bit. Now that your daddy's gone, you know, if you oh, notice the promo right? on Raw, <laughs> which is a great promo that, that Vince had left. That crowd just got on him. Who's your daddy? That, who's your daddy and stuff like that? Do you think yeah. Theory is deserving of this push, or do you think it's uh, he's a little too green? Well, no, because doesn't everybody says, "Oh, I'm tired of the same thing. Give me somebody new." Okay, yeah. here's the guy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they have a lot of faith in this guy for some reason. You know, think about it. He's cutting promos now against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I did notice that. That was uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Do, do you think he'll actually cash in successfully? No, the, but I think he'll cash it on Saturday. He'll cash it, but unsuccessfully or successfully? No, unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. Oh, yeah. wow. It's last man standing. They're going to yeah. beat the hell out of him. And, and he can use that Money in the Bank briefcase for any title he wants, right? Does it have to be the world title? 
So, I mean, it's supposed to be the world title. Why would he want any other belt? You yeah, know, you're right. Yeah, I'm going to cash yeah, it in yeah. on the United States title. Intercontinental. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And of course, you have to see this coming. When Otis won it, I think he said, oh, I think I should go for the tag titles for Tucker or something. Was, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, that was so lame. I'm like, that, that's so stupid. <laughs> so he, yeah, now, you saw what happened. They made him lose it right away. That was a very it, lame. It, that'd be a solid character to introduce some guy that's like legit mentally unstable. So he doesn't even do what's in his own best interest, like complete wild card. The series sometimes like he'll pin himself, sometimes or whatever, and like turn on his partner at any any whatever. There's just no predicting that this motherfucker's yeah. gonna do. <laughs> Chokes out his own tag member, loses yeah. belts. <laughs> That's actually kind of what's going on with the Miz and Logan Paul, which is one of the big celebrity matches of SummerSlam. Uh, um, wait, let me ask you. The about Miz that. turned on Logan so- Paul. This is supposed to be the bad guy, but don't you hate Logan Paul? Yeah. I Nobody likes don't the Pauls. Nobody likes the Pauls. Nobody oh. likes them. Come on. All, all the, the Pauls are dicks. Fucking... <laughs> I mean, all the YouTubers like him. I mean, he has all the subscribers, but I guess yeah, the wrestling... all YouTubers are dicks. And uh, yeah, but the, <laughs> the wrestling WWE audience is different, so... I don't know, but I'm you know he 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 is a great worker, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this one-on-one match, and uh, of course the other celebrity match is uh, I call it celebrity match because you know it's Pat McAfee, uh, SmackDown commentator, yep, versus Happy Corbin, um, and another you know part-time wrestler or non-wrestler because he's not really a full-time wrestler that really impressed me along with Logan Paul, but. Um, I think Logan Paul. You ever think that two two roommates from the NFL would be wrestling each other on a pay per view? <laughs> They've got some long history, don't they, Sean? Yeah, they were roommates when they both played for the Colts. Wow, and they're boys. So this obviously, obviously, this food food which, is just... which means you know they're gonna lay their shit in. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're friends and maybe best friends or whatever, you're gonna be like, yeah, we'll just drink a beer later right <laughs> exactly that'll be fun to watch man but uh i know that one match that's not gonna happen is seth Rollins versus riddle riddle apparently had a legit injury um of stinger and resulted mm-hmm. in some significant weakness i, I don't know if this is a storyline injury or an actual injury but he definitely no, is injured it's a legit injury wow so that that match is gone from uh the pay-per-view which is a big loss but nonetheless still pretty solid card and, um, no, but they're it. playing it up now where Seth is in the same situation as he was at WrestleMania. Oh, wait a minute. Do you think that Seth will have a surprise because opponent? He said something and Triple H treated, he retweeted it and said, I hear you. Holy shit. Who do you think will be? So somebody's going to show up. You think maybe like a Bray Wyatt? <laughs> which could which it, has if, which if had rumors. Yeah, if he's the new head of talent relations. But can you, you imagine remember? a bigger splash than bringing somebody back that you know? Yeah. But got fired? who do you th- do you think that that vignette on Raw was related to Bray Wyatt? I mean, it was very dark and you well, know no, who do you? Th- I, I thought it was Edge. Oh, that's Edge's return. That promo was for that's Edge. That's what okay. I thought. Oh, okay. 
All right. Well, Edge is no, yeah, Edge is no longer in the Judgment Day group, but they're uh, they have a match as well against the Mysterios. That's um, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. Um, no DQ match. So Rey Mysterio, 20 years with WWE, so he's uh, celebrated quite an anniversary. Starman. Yeah, so he's the Starman. Ray Mysterio is Starman. Yeah, he's the Luchador man. He's fucking oh, Starman. Yeah, that is great. Um, uh, what else should we uh, throw out before? Oh yeah, um, they just announced the next WrestleMania will be, I think it's forty, right? Will be in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Oh, sorry, not the next one because we have one in Los Angeles. No, well, yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, that's thirty nine. That's thirty nine, correct? Yes, in 2024, yes. I think. 2024. Yes. So does that mean Sean Chunk Shady will be at WrestleMania uh, in Philadelphia? I'm going to say yeah, because it's rare that you can actually drive to one. So. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think 40 should be huge, be right? Hmm? I said 40 should be huge. Here's the thing, though, because this is the reason why they never got one. The weather yeah. in April in Philadelphia. No, they had, they had a, um, one in Philadelphia before. Yeah, but it was indoors. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the one I, that's the one I went to. This one's Lincoln Financial where it, who, who knows what the weather's going to be in this area, you know, at the beginning. Yeah, they don't have a covered. Uh, no, there's no roof. There's no roof. So, yeah, definitely rolling the dice with the weather um, for Philly. But uh Although yeah. it did it did rain in in, in uh, Florida, so you know, yeah, you could have a you could have another rain delay. Yeah, but that's pretty exciting. But uh, I think we should wrap up, guys, uh, as uh, we are uh, nearing our uh, expiration date here. Uh, we do have some um, sad, sad rest in pieces to announce. Um, if you heard the opening promo, we had. The pleasure, an opportunity to, uh, and that's Chachi McFly. Chachi, you're not getting out of the park uh, tonight's show. Uh, Tony Dow, best known for playing Wally on Leave It to Beaver. Uh, sadly died at the age of 77. Um, and apparently he it was prematurely reported that he had died yesterday, I believe, but he was still in hospice yeah. care. But he had, he had officially passed away today. Um, um he had that liver cancer yeah he had liver cancer which was diagnosed in may and um yeah he was in oh, hospital yeah and a, like a hell of a nice guy at the cons you know and when we yeah. um, interviewed him like him and jerry mathers um and just an iconic um series like one of the the first like real popular tv series yeah he's also been in my three sons the Love Boat, yeah. Murder She Wrote, Night Rider. Um, yeah. I don't think a, that um, I don't think Leave It to Beaver really has like the staying power it did probably that it did when we were kids. Like, I don't know if many of the kids nowadays would watch a black and white series. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of the a lot of the kids back then, because this is still before a lot of the you know the the 80s, the kids of the 80s time though. Also, this was this this uh. This show was in the 60s, wasn't it? The 50s, even. The 50s, yeah. yeah, 50, yeah 57 to, 67 to 63. 63, right. Yeah. So. But, you know, the reruns were still popular in the 80s at the time. Gotcha. And here's the challenge for Chachi. He did one episode of Charles in Charge. You need to go find that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? 
That would be the king of the eighties quest to find that episode. Find that. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, Tony Dow. Um, we also lost another big name in, in entertainment, Paul Sorvino character actor, uh, from Martin Scorsese's, uh, good Seems like people from the, the gangster movies like Soprano and the uh, series and movies have been passing away. Not just them, watch yeah. your mouth. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I didn't have to say this, but, uh, Paul Savino is also the father of Mira Servino. Yeah. Um, yeah, where she yeah. came from. That's from Paul's ball, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Mira Servino said, my, my heart is rent asunder. A life of love and joy and wisdom with him is over. He was the most wonderful father. I love him so much. I'm sending you love in the stars, Dad, as you descend. Uh-huh. Um, Mark Scorsese called him a great, generous soul, an irreplaceable artist in an official statement. So we also lost David Warner, English actor from The Omen, Time After Time, uh, Shimada Yoko, Japanese actor from Shogun, Kevin Rooney, stand-up comedian, uh, writer on Des Miller Live, Toreen Block, best known for NBC dramas Hill Street Blues, Bob Raffleson, writer, director, producer, who set the tone for The Monkees. And two reality stars, uh, Naked and Afraid contestant Melly Rocher, found dead in her residence dog-sitting. She was only 35. Um, wow. No signs of foul play, nor a suicide note or drug paraphernalia. So, but several cans of compressed air were found. So I guess compressed air is uh, something you can use to... Airsoft yourself to death. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh. Suicide, clearly. And uh, Top Chef contestant Howard Kleinberg died of a heart attack at the age of 46. He was a, he was a famed Miami restaurateur. Rest in peace for those who are no longer with us. And, of course, happy Rest birthday. We have to celebrate life. When we mentioned Norman Lear is the big 100 today. Happy birthday, Yay. Norman Lear. Responsible for so many television shows over the years, guys. He's a legend, complete legend. Uh, let's Other see. Shows. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, you want to list some of his accolades? Yes, he has yeah. quite a few accolades, doesn't he? Well, he did like all on the family, right? Yeah, on the family. Like every um, TV show. Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Good Times. I mean, shit. <laughs> Yeah. That's a hell of a scratch the surface of it. Right. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Uh so happy birthday, Norman. That's tremendous. Um he used to be a billionaire with all the stuff that he created. Jefferson, oh my god, yeah. He's probably up there getting up there, yeah. Plus he's a you know, he's been saving quite a bit of for over a hundred years, hasn't he? <laughs> it's a lot it's a long time to be saving money. <laughs> yeah, but if you're the trainer the entertainment industry you're also blowing a lot of that cash on some shit you shouldn't supposed to be it's, it's a different kind of lifestyle so you might have been a, right, right. Have been a yeah. rock star yeah you know, i'm sure an awful lot cool. of that money went into cocaine <laughs> it is probably here it is he's worth especially through like yeah through like through like 70 i mean you would think that it'd be more than that right Right, that's, that's what I'm what saying. I thought, man. I'm sure million. he covered some tabs back in the day. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess when he made that, when he made his money, it was like in those dollars, like in the '70s and stuff. Like so, you know, yeah, I, I doubt he different. made 
that much money on the reruns. I'm sure he made a, a decent chunk, but not. I mean, I'm sure the bulk was like the original runs of the shows, yeah. which would be. Oh yeah, he didn't get that Seinfeld contract. No, no, no. Yeah, or, or what was the 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 originator of that bullshit was a Full House. He didn't get the Full House deal. Yeah, because two million. million like, like you could win the. You could win like the Powerball now, or the Mega Millions, whatever it is. That's up to a billion dollars, and like, you know, pay your taxes and have like, you know. Three or four times that what he has for all the work that he's done over the years. Hey, yeah. Oh, the full house contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A full house was his too, huh? Oh. Oh no, I say, Bob, Bob Saget got, got so many jokes because of uh, the deal he made on that. Like he got paid a disgusting amount of money for decades for Full House. That's just, Jesus Christ! Wow. Yeah. yeah, he was pre Seinfeld. He was the big TV contract guy. Wow. All right. Didn't let's the, see. Didn't the twins make a billion? Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they did all kinds stuff. of other shit. Yeah, they yeah. did like the did Ashley really and Mary make... Kate mystery books and series Wait, and shopping bags. And... They're oh yeah. Oh, they have they have an empire. I didn't know, realize they're billionaires. Because it, it's all young adult shit. Like they marketed to twelve year olds forever. Jesus and like no wonder yeah, they, they don't. Want, they have no desire to act. They don't need. Yeah, to. <laughs> no, they have, they've like they they've like forty seven straight to TV movies. They got they're, so they're much. They're good. Content. They're good. It's crazy. All right, who else is celebrating a birthday? Let's see. We have um, I don't even recognize all these names. Let's see. Uh, Juliana Hatfield, remember her? She's the singer, fifty-five singer? today. Yeah. What did she say? Um, um, oh god, she got she's got a couple hits. She was, she was really hot back in the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nikolai Coster Waldu from Game of Thrones. Janie Lannister is fifty-two. Uh, Maya Rudolph is fifty. Jonathan Reese Myers uh, is 45. Heidi Gardner from Saturday Night Live is 39. Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black is 38. And actress Olivia Allen Lind is 15. Um, she's the sister of uh, Emily Allen Lind, um, who's in the Gossip Girl, the Gossip Girl reboot. And Natalie Lind, who is in the X-Men series Gifted. Um, so they're a part of the sister of, you know, Family of sisters who are all actors. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I got for today, man. It's been a fun show, guys. Thank you to everybody that's been on the panel, um, starting with, that's right, Martin Lopez, The Last Numenorian, The Ones of Future King. The Fall of My Empire coming soon to Amazon. Yes. And Queen Queen Margot. <laughs> Queen Harley. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get her on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll work something out. We can bring. <laughs> yeah. She's a bit, you know, she, you know what she really likes? She likes anime. We need to do an anime show. So. Oh, can. yeah. No, none of us are really big anime fans. We'll have to bring in Tiffany Ford for that one. She's she's an anime fan, if she'll ever show up. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to bring, bring, in, the, bring in for her anime and top with Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah. Chachi, wow. She's, she's an open-minded young lady. She'll be back. <laughs> Margo's a fun girl. <laughs> that's right the one and only mr wrestling himself of all the useful useful this time wrestling knowledge uh chunk shady sean cradle thank you so much for joining us on btb and um let's make it uh, a little bit um you know less than a minute in between shows yeah sean. yeah at least uh, twice a year at, at least twice a year at least. <laughs> At least. <laughs> yeah. Of course, he is the king of the 80s. Chachi McFly. 
See ya. E-motivational speaker and uh, Chachi, you are closing out the show with our feature interview of the evening. Actor Jesse T. Usher, who's A-Train on yes. the amazing show called The Boys on Amazon Prime, which is one of our favorite shows on Amazon. Actually, is my favorite show on Amazon Prime. Um, and season three, three guys, if you haven't seen it, Martin, I don't know if you saw season three of The Boys, but. It's insane herogasm. I mean, there's so much herogasm. Of course, I'm going to bring up herogasm, right? <laughs> so nonetheless, uh, we're going to end with that interview with Jesse T. Chachi, you ask uh, A Train uh, why, you know, what are his thoughts on missing uh, the herogasm episode? And uh, we'll yes, to, yes. Yeah. Stay tuned for his answer. It's a good one, guys. So. All right, guys, awesome. on behalf of everybody here, guys, we will see you next week. Um, this It's going to be our uh, little uh, summer season finale as I take a few weeks off. But we will be, be back next week um, for the rest of our shore leave interviews, guys. Until then, we will see you then. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys, we are here at Shore Leave, Hunt Valley, Maryland, and I'm excited here. We're here with one of the stars of the hit show, The Boys. You know The Boys. This is one of the biggest stars on the show, A-Train, Jesse T. Usher. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm wonderful, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just finished The Boys, actually, this morning, season no three. Yep, yep. Oh, shoot. And it was a crazy season. Um, what was your favorite yeah. part of season three? Uh, getting my powers back, man. You know, nah, there was a lot of great a lot of great moments this season. Um, a lot of really comedic moments this season. Watching Jensen was pretty awesome. We didn't get a lot of uh, screen time together, so like seeing his performance after everything was done, was like kind of fresh and new you know what I mean it's always nice to bring in like really talented people and uh, and just let them go friggin nuts you know what I mean <laughs> it's definitely not a nuts in the season I mean not, not counting hero gas mind you but <laughs> but I was referring to a train and um, the killing of Blue Hawk was a very brutal scene what was your opinion of that scene oh man it was it was long overdue you know what I mean he had to go right he had to go um, but yeah it was great you know and, and Stephen Fleet like our, our special effects uh, uh, coordinator he was very uh, very into that moment you know what I mean like we built it out as best as we can we, we shot it in you know three days and in, in three different locations and kind of just pieced it all together it was very like complex and and just gory and it was just everything that we needed you know what I mean and a train put it all on the line literally yes. and um, yeah it's just I, I was very happy with the way it turned out and now a train has his heart inside of him now, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Hawk's heart. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but you know he's got a second chance yeah. in life. Yeah, so right. that's okay. Maybe it won't be a hateful heart this time. Uh, yeah. We don't know. And now he's got a, an even more hateful heart. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how that's going to affect him. We'll see. Now, the boys are so brutal, and it's like most shows nowadays you see are like you know try to be real safe and PC. Yeah. But the boys just do the complete opposite. They make fun of everybody, and yeah. they always try to offend whoever they can. What's your opinion about that? Is that part of their success? I think so. I mean, you know, pushing the envelope and, and doing things that's never been done on TV before it's kind of just worked out for us um, we can exploit you know things in society and ideals of, of you know human nature that have never really been able to uh, be exploited in this way before because everybody's super everything's like larger than life and it's just like Eric Kripke has no fear you know what I mean he's just going for it and uh, so far so good 
that's the thing. Like I used to like the show um, Heroes back in the day, uh-huh. but I feel like it never really got quite there. It started off great, but I think if it was more like on a platform like Amazon, you know, could really yeah. push the limit. I think it would have did a lot better, and had plus had better writers like you know that. Um, yeah, your our show has. I mean, our writers' room is incredible, man. They they are continuously impressing us with you know their creativity and their depth, and it's just been. It's been a, it's been a great ride, but you know, also having uh, um, a platform like Amazon where we can yeah. we sort of feel like we can do just about anything we want. We do get a little bit of I'm pushback. pretty sure you have really yeah. We <laughs> believe it or not, we do. They told us that we couldn't that we get pushback, but yeah. I wouldn't say that they they shut things they down very you. often. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just kind of keep uh keep us conscious that we might upset some people, yeah. and um, it and just seems yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like Eric is fine with that. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's just we go for it. I mean pushback. I mean I saw herogasm, so I don't know what more. You could push back on, but were, yeah, listen, were you were you sad that A Train missed her- Herogasm? Nah, man, I was not, <laughs> <laughs> I was not sad that A Train missed Herogasm. It was you um, showed your bare butt on Herogasm. It was know? listen, the, the room was very moist. <laughs> I just I didn't need any more involvement than what I had. You know, just just walking through was enough. Oh. It was enough. Uh, I, I know you can't speak about season four, but. Um, what would you like to see um, A Train do in season four? You know, I mean, and I say this a lot, but it, w- it would be nice to see him slow down a bit. <laughs> we took his powers away, so like physically he couldn't run, but right. I just feel like his mind has always been working, and he's been making moves so fast and impulsive. Like I, I think he needs to like take some time and like think things through and decide like where he wants his life to go, and then to make some really substantial decisions right. and uh, actually be willing to pay for those, cert- you know, pay for the consequences of those decisions. But I think. I think it's time. You know, he's got a new, fresh perspective. He's got a new, fresh heart. Yeah, he's ready he's to go. He's got a second chance. So, like, we'll just see what he does with it. Well, if you could have any of the powers from the show in real life, what power would you pick and why? Ooh, I mean, I would I would want to say teleportation like yeah. Huey, but, like, maybe I can keep my clothes. I don't know. <laughs> right, it's kind of challenging, yeah, man. Yeah. You can't teleport and be butt naked everywhere. No, no, you can't. But, uh, yeah, teleportation would be a good one. Oh, awesome, awesome. And I see you're going to be in an episode of... Um, Tales, of Walking Tales of the Walking Dead. Dead yeah. Tales of the Walking Dead, yes, yeah, an anthology series so like every episode new is on yeah yeah I, exactly but uh you know i'm pumped about it it was huge scale and very well done and the writers director everybody was so passionate about it so you know i'm, I'm just as excited as they were for everybody to see it i think it's gonna be really fun can you give us any kind of um you know uh, well any secrets what's gonna happen in that um episode like any kind of review or reviews or whatever i, I give you an overview okay, okay. yeah like you know this I, I i play a character who is very much a fish out of water okay um who is just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, literally, you know, figuratively, he's just trying to he's trying to put the uh, pieces of the puzzle together and once he figures it all out, then he realizes that he is still very much in uh in, in deep doo doo. So, yeah. Well, if anybody That's can all I'll say. If anybody can outrun the zombies, it's definitely A Train. Exactly. You know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> all right, wait. Oh, wait. If you don't mind, let us know who you are and what shows you're from and sure. throw out your Instagram and whatever other plugs you want to do. Okay. And you're listening to Below the Belt Show. You got it. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Jesse T. Usher from The Boys, from Tales of the Walking Dead. Uh, smile, you know, just a few things shaft. But uh, I'm here at Shoreleaf Con with Chachi, Below the Belt. We are 
bringing this to you, and I bringing hope you it. guys are <laughs> hope you guys are loving it. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon, man. Follow me on Instagram, Jesse T. Usher on Twitter. You can just follow me uh, and all that good stuff. And yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. Absolutely, man. Right, nice to you. meet you, bro. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.